Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Mitzugot for episode 64 on Sunday, the 12th of December, 2021. In this week's show, we'll be discussing all the big reveals and highlights from the Game Awards in 2021, which one of us in our convoluted prediction contest won. It's always the king. Boo. And we give our impressions Boo. of the cheated Halo Infinite campaign. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Wintergott, and as always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello, everybody. And Swinny. Hello. As always, if you want to support the show, jump on bigwigpod.com. It's got all of our links, all the socials, all the live streaming feeds, everything you want. A special Mario reaction that people find amusing. Mostly my craziness of like reacting to Chris Pratt and co. Um, and yeah, we've, we just did a reaction stream, didn't we, Swinny? Yes, and you can check it out on YouTube. There's a couple of clips there, um, but not many clips, probably less than we we're hoping for, but uh, there's the full stream playback that you can uh, watch on our YouTube channel. Yes, which got taken down, damn you, WB. I will never support WB, even though I love almost all their properties. You can sit there and watch me be grumpy for 3.4 hours. Yeah. It made <laughs> you weren't re- that grumpy. <laughs> dude, you didn't watch it all. Sweetie is the grumpiest bastard. Really? I'm like, dude, you're so negative. Like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, From the start. I, I, the parts Fuck. I watched were fine. This anyway, we'll get, we'll get to our overall prepared. thoughts. We'll get to our overall thoughts. It's not actually what you think. And yeah. uh, a little bit of hype. Uh a certain uh, tier list is coming up soon. Yeah, so I've been talking about this Chemco RPG tier list. You know, <laughs> yes. about, this is probably about the eighth time on the show I've mentioned it. <laughs> I've set a date. I can um, only get so hard. Uh, the episode 66, the 26th of December, I'm going to do my Chemco RPG tier or, list. Or, as we awesome. call in the Commonwealth, Her Majesty's Commonwealth, Boxing Day. Huh. Check yeah, out Boxing Day if you're That's not a thing. You made that up. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just currently playing through the uh, December release, so I'll have that finished. Very good. And I originally remember I talked about doing this as a separate clip because I'm like, no one's going to want me talking about Chemco RPGs for like 40 minutes. Because it's not, there's like over 30 games. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit there talking about them as much as I did Assassin's Creed, but (laughs) it's still a lot of games to rank. Hey, that's still one of our most popular tier lists, so that's all right. I know, I I, I reckon you should do it as part of the show. You'd be surprised, I think a lot of people will tune in. I think we will lose subscribers from this That's fine. We, we lose subscribers Maybe. for whole loads of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't, don't, I don't have any it. qualms about that. Like, we don't do this for subscribers, so... No, we definitely fine. don't. That's true. That's true. We don't. Because <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I wanted to shout out is that we're doing Game of Some Other Year, mm-hmm. and we're doing all the retrospectives in a few weeks. I'm sure, like, you know, Mike has smashed Yoshi's oh, Island, yeah. Donkey Kong Country, Diddy, Diddy's Conquest... Absolutely. Earthbound. I don't think we're going to probably stay on our current schedule with that. What? Are we going to push it back? I'm just saying. For what reason? I'm I'm getting through all the games. I just, I have a feeling. Mike's never going to play those games. Let's be real. No, I will play them. It's going to come down to Sweeney and I and then Mike veering the vote a little bit. That's how I say it. Okay. It all all depends. It all depends on the size of the new Assassin's Creed DLC that's rumored to drop in December. <laughs> uh, you're playing all those games. The, the biggest one, it. isn't it? 
No. So what it is um, uh-huh. is basically there's two rumored DLCs. The huge one, the one you're thinking about, that's dropping mm. around March yeah. apparently, and there's another smaller one which we don't know what it is. Apparently, is dropping this month. And we joked the fact that oh, if they'd release a DLC like in the last week of the year, it's going to screw me up. All the which hard work would be done. super funny. Yes, I do remember that. So anyway, we'll. Uh, they're having an announcement on Monday or Tuesday for our, us. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll then find out the facts. Come then, on, so. Yves Gilmoui or whatever his name is. Gilmou. Gilmou. Uh, screw up, screw it, Squinny. That'd be... I almost said Squinny. I'm turning into like what you do with the Spoonerisms. Uh, and then a quick correction. Although this is how crazy technical Squinny and I are. Supposedly corrections can't be of things that was talked about on the stream. But I, I'll reject yep. that rule. I'm attacking Swinny right now over here. Mm-hmm. So Swinny, yeah, you said that Nintendo do do doesn't time. really show anything off at the Game Awards. And no, I said, I, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's I right. I asked the question. I said, have they shown anything except Smash? I didn't oh, know. Okay. Did you really say that? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I oh. said, have they shown anything other than Smash at the Game Awards? No, they have. They have. They, they It was okay. the first place they ever showed. And I think I said this at the time, but I checked it. Uh, Breath of the Wild, where they actually showed the gameplay, what the game actually looks like, was mm. the first time at the Game Awards. Because I didn't know, because I've never watched the full Game Awards until last year for the first time. Mm. So. so, yeah, I just wanted to correct that, because I think that's important in terms of how we think of the overall impressions of the Game Awards. Uh, and then for the question of the week, before we get into what we've been playing, my question is, there's, you have a Switch, right? You switch up? Three of them. Every single game that's ever been created has achievements in it. And they're all linked together. It's like one complete network, right? The every Switch, game ever created. Yeah, okay. every ever created. Arcade okay. games, everything. Switch down, achievements never exist. Which which, yeah, way, which way would you switch the Switch? Switch down. 100%. I mean, the, the Switch up idea isn't super appealing to me, but the Switch down idea is horrible to me. So <laughs> I've got to go Switch up. Wow. I go Switch down as well. Switch down any day, baby. That's what I love about the Switch. I don't care about that whatsoever. Yeah. I always you play get... the game because you want to play the game. Yeah. And if you don't like the game, you don't play it. We've... You get rid of get rid of high high scores and points, you know. That's basically all achievement points are. No, know, it's right? way more insidious uh, than it's that. It's more, more insidious, yeah. but it's built off the same concept of, mm. oh, I have a high score in this game of Frogger. Can you beat it? You know? I get what you're saying, but I think it's almost like, it takes it to another psychological level for a lot of people. Yeah, I keep saying we need a we need a special segment on achievements. We could talk we about it for a couple oh, of hours. I would not want to do a segment on achievements with with you I'd, guys. I'd love to do. That's it. just like <laughs> that's just like running up against the wall and then doing it three times. <laughs> I don't think I'm like that extreme. No, it's not that extreme. Mike's the extreme one. I I'm think I'm more like one. in moderation. I'm like the same yeah. as drugs. I've got He's no the... issue if they legalize drugs, yeah. but I would not encourage people to go hard on drugs, right? If my if our clip on YouTube, our segment about Zatillion reverting achievements is any indication, <laughs> Mike clearly doesn't understand my my points around the concept. So Oh no, I do. Hey, I look, I get it. I totally get it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely get it. I was I was in that boat too. I used to chase achievements. Mm-hmm. I'm like on 130, 40,000, whatever it is. They don't just happen overnight, you know what I mean? Hmm. Whereas I dumped so... all my achievements just to get a get new gamer name because I just don't care about it at all. All right, let's jump That's into fair. what we've been playing. Um, right. Mike, what have you been playing this all week? All right, all right. Finally, it's actually been a big week in gaming because you guys know that it's been fairly 
not so big weeks in gaming for me recently I but this week has actually been a proper big week in gaming speaking of big week look my beard's so long that i i merge into my shirt <laughs> look at me it's I like the no intro looks I'm like you got a, a really thin face and, and you got like a red necklace <laughs> and a red necklace oh do i look pretty mm. all right you big week all right so my big week in gaming starts <laughs> off with halo infinite the campaign obviously because that just came out the other day on game pass I'm not going to say anymore because we're going to talk about it, it up, in more baby. detail later. I'm going to hype the hell out. But ooh, the hell out. will the guy who is not into Halo actually like Halo for once? I don't know. Let's find out. The other game that I you didn't uh, wreck played... it. That's that. Okay, I gotta, I gotta give. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. I gotta give you props. I feel like every single time you would hype something up, you'd actually give the answer straight away. No, no, got ADHD. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. Now you've no ruined idea. it by pointing it no, out. You could have let it flow naturally. No, flow. No. <laughs> this is called, you know, giving feedback in the moment. I'm a big that's, that's fine. That's fine. Live on a podcast. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> so uh, the next mm. one that I played, um, not substantially, but I put in quite a bit of time into it. So like at least maybe two hours or so is a game called Grime. Ooh. Now, Swinny, you probably know about this one. I uh, do. And I didn't, you've just added it in there. If you'd known, if I'd <laughs> yeah, known, sorry, I would have prepared some B-roll for it's it. No, no, that's in. fine. Because I'm not going to talk about it too much. To show, I might do a proper segment. To show the masses how awesome this game is. It is a fantastic game. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it in more detail because I might do uh, a bit of a review and impression in, in more detail once I finish it. Uh, the other game that I've been playing quite a bit of is Everspace 2. Now, Everspace 2 um, was a bit of a surprise for me. It's still in, in, in alpha um, on Game Pass, but it's pretty solid in saying that, um, as in I haven't really encountered any major bugs or anything. Um, I would describe it as a proper space RPG. If you can almost imagine Diablo, um, but with spaceships where you go and shoot shit and you get upgrades and you get loot and whatnot and there's different rarity items and stuff like that that's kind of it um gorgeous looking game uh really really fun solid arcadey shooter um i've played quite a few hours this week of this game actually um for anyone watching on youtube that's that's some b-roll of it um it, it looks looks really cool um and plays extremely well both with controller and uh, mouse and keyboard. I tend to play mostly with mouse and keyboard. It's a shame this isn't on Xbox because this would be fantastic to play, um, especially because it's on Game Pass on PC. So for oh. anyone that's got a PC, highly recommend uh, dabbling in this pretty cool, fun game. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this one of the rare occasions where there's a PC exclusive Game Pass game? I reckon it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think this... I looked it up and I couldn't <laughs> find it because I wanted to play it on Xbox, but the I first, couldn't find it. The first ever space is, but not this one, apparently. Yeah, not yet. This. The, uh, the mm. first ever space was different. I think that was more like a roguelike from what uh, I spoke to G-Man, if you guys remember G-Man. Yep. Um, he described it as more like a, sort of a roguelike mm. um, where you die, repeat, die, repeat. Whereas this is just, it's a, it's an RPG um, okay. at, at its core. Really, really cool. Um, so the next uh, game that I played is, ta-da, uh, Death's Door. Mm. So after we talked about it... Um, in our predictions for um for the game awards i'm like you know what I, I should check this game out um i paid full price for it it was 30 bucks but i'm like screw it i actually wouldn't mind a decent switch game to uh to play um, oh you got it on the switch i got it on the switch oh, I, i'm really games, keen to hear how you thought it went these games feel perfect for the switch if you know what mm. i mean this is the kind of game that i love like for, for, for whatever reason i feel like <clears> isometric <throat> type of games are just perfect for the switch uh, which is a shame that you can't, you know, get the original Fallout because apparently they they don't have the source code anymore, so they can't port it. Um, it runs 
pretty pretty well, I have to say. Um, it, it's obviously at thirty, so you're not going to get the the sixty FPS that you, you you might get on other platforms, but doesn't hinder the game whatsoever. Um, really, really fun game. Um, it's described as a, as a Souls-like. Yes, it's got some of those elements, obviously, but, you know, any it's so broad now, that category, that it, it's not mm-hmm. quite... A, like, for example, there's no poise. You can't really interrupt most enemy stuff like that, so you, you just have to time your attacks. Brilliant game. Highly recommend it. Um, is, it is it more like a Souls-like versus a Souls-like Souls-inspired game? Yeah. <laughs> It's a Souls-like, Souls-inspired game that's Souls-like. This is where we really care about the viewers and the listeners. The long-time listeners, they're appreciating these, these jokes. Maybe Joe, so Joe we, gets the joke. They go back like 40 episodes at this point. Can I just say, uh, Mike, that because mm-hmm. I've been wanting to pick up Death's Door, but I've got another announcement. I've, I've given up. I, I'm going to get a Steam Deck when it becomes available in ah. Australia. Of course. Oh, so dude, I'm going to jump straight it's, on it. But dude, it's already altered so many decisions I'm making. Like I've yeah, I know what I've you almost pulled the trigger on a few Switch games. I'm like, why would you oh, bother when you can Switch? get it at like, 60 FPS? On Steam. On, yeah. I'm like, damn, this Steam too, Deck, so. you know, it's going to throw the Switch yeah. a little bit for a loop. It's, it's because, pretty interesting. And did you get a cheaper, like, um, you know, Grime that we were talking about previously? Um, I got it off, uh, I think King... King Kingwin or something like that. Mm. Um, I rarely sort of get stuff from there. I usually just get it straight through Steam or whatever other store. Um, but the, you couldn't beat the price. Like it was like ten bucks or something. But versus... what you mean activated on Steam or you still activate it on Steam? Oh, so it's one of those so ones still... where they steal people's credit cards and then buy their games and well, then sell it. I bloody hope it. not. Penguins meant to be that's, more dude, reputable. That's literally what they do. But it's possible. Where yeah, do you think I the know. codes which come from? Which is why. <laughs> which is why I pretty rarely do it that way like i've got probably about three or four hundred games on steam and i reckon 99 percent of those are from steam like it's super rare that like i'm having a go at you but i bought minecraft for like three dollars or something and then i was thinking how do they how why is it this cheap i started Mm. reading about these reseller sites i'm like oh they just steal people's credit cards and like buy the games i'm like okay okay, i won't do that again (laughs) maybe i won't do that again. i'm like why don't i just steal the game itself Uh, i'm like an ignorant consumer (laughs) i know anyway sorry that as an excuse because i figured that's a possibility uh right and the last game that i played well actually i played a bunch of other ones but the last one that i can uh, i can say i played a little bit enough of to talk about is the lego builder's journey uh, which we talked about, um, I think maybe two episodes ago, something like that. Mm. Um, it looked really cool. I thought, man, I love Lego, a huge Lego fan. This looks like an interesting little puzzle game. Um, and it's been pretty cool so far. Um, it hasn't, you know, blown me away per se. Um, but I'm loving the story that you go through. Um, I'm relatively early ish. Um, obviously there's puzzles as if whoever's watching the B-roll, you can kind of see that there's certain bits and pieces that require you to think where you're going to put certain pieces and weight them and, and whatnot. But yeah, it's been really cool. Cool experience so far. So that's, it's been a big week for me, a really big week. I don't even know how I managed to, to cram all of these in. So um, it's been a big week in Mike. Big week in Mike. <laughs> big week. What big about week you? in Mike. Is that what his name is? Week. Um, just on the Lego thing, right? I, I just wanted to say that my boy got his first Lego for himself from a friend, like, you know, they do the whole Chris Kringle thing with the kids as well and he came home and he actually built it. Like all awesome. of it, you know, four years it? old, followed all the instructions one by one, did it all himself. Like I did, did not, he, was this go, a here's the piece. Uh, no, no, it was the Imperial <laughs> Starship. Um, 
No, no. It's just uh, like a Minions one. He probably kids though. He probably built it better than I built that uh the Super Mario sixty four <laughs> question block where I kept skipping steps, being like overconfident. <laughs> I I get nervous that if I get that, he'll want to build it with me, but it's so intricate, right? It's gonna take like three days to build it over Christmas. Mm. But um, yeah, no, I just wanted to shout that out. I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That game yeah. looks really cool. Really Let cool. me know if it does click with you in the end. Yeah, look, it, it's still clicking with me per se, just because I played all the other, what, four games quite a bit. Mm. I don't have as much time to dedicate to it, but otherwise, yeah, I would have gone through the whole game probably. It looks sick. Go. I love how, like, so many it's games cool. have that really cool art style. Like, mm. just mm. looks really cool. Uh, for me, played Halo Infinite, uh, the campaign. So, what you think up. of it? We'll talk about what I thought. Uh, probably a slightly different view to you because I've played Halo in the past. Yeah, but th- this this is cool because mm. I want to see the different perspectives. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've I, like I, I'll just say shout this first. Actually, I changed my own order. Uh, we don't have B roll for this because damn you, WB took down our whole bloody reaction stream for a while. Uh, I did play The Matrix Awakens, oh. and like man, that is that is a next gen game. Like the way it looks. Mm. Like it, I was. I was actually watching it because <laughs> I installed it on my PS5 because I thought it'd be better testing on the PS5 rather than... I think it's on mm. PC as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sweeney. Maybe double check that. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, it's on the it's PS5. Only on P- it's only on PS5. So apparently there's uh. a version that uh, Unreal Engine devs have available to, but uh. not, it's not for the public. So. Yeah, because you definitely would be able to have it on PC. That's where they would develop yeah. it. But... So okay. I can't... I can't remember if there's a was a reason why, but it's only on PS5 and Xbox. It's probably series. also to show. Is it on Xbox as well? Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. Okay, really? I thought it was only PS5. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I tried that out and... Sorry, uh, Digital Foundry did a whole comparison between the two platforms. Ah, so. cool. I didn't know that. So I, was, I had it running and I put the controller down because I was doing a few things and I was watching it and then I realized it's not like... I'm not watching a movie... It's actually gameplay that it's asking me to like shoot the tires of these cars and stuff. And I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, man, this, like, I know that people will say this every generation where it's like, how can graphics get better than this? But oh, they can. In general, but dude, you gotta, I mean, look at the simulation this. we live in. So no, play yeah. it, man. It looks nuts. It's no, like, I will. I damn, want to. I, it I looks saw really cool. Bits and pieces yeah, of it. It's, it's pretty, pretty hectic. I can't I'd wait love to, to play it on a CRT though. Because then you get the proper like you get the proper aliasing or anti-aliasing. You get you get that real wow. This looks like a freaking film because you don't see the stuff as much. So check um, it on your TV. Okay. Oh, like. I haven't played this, um, but I've I've watched a good lot of like what it is and everything, and also like the, when they showcase the tech, the Unreal Engine yeah. Five tech, and what they're doing with the procedural generation tools to like generate a lot of the architecture using blocks that they've done and then tweaking now not saying that's a brand new thing but it's kind of wild to do it at this scale with that level of fidelity um it looks like from the video again i haven't played it but it looks absolutely phenomenal but there's also a lot of there is an uncanny valleyness to the peep to the people a bit like thankfully Mm. most of them wearing sunglasses so Mm. you don't get usually the eyes is what causes the uncanny valley but I know that in the part where they're actually like where Keanu in the video that we unfortunately had to cut, he's talking and then he transitions to like a younger version of himself that it's like running on engine, Unreal Engine 5. There is, I think, that part where we've got, we're getting so close to like it looking photorealistic that it is that barrier for me. But um, I, I might give it a try. I know I, 
apparently mm. it's a time limited thing. I don't think it's going to be Ooh. around. Oh, for you should it. try it then. Yeah, so it's going to yeah. try it. Yeah, dude, I'll it's it like this. 15, 20 minutes max that you really can yeah. pretty much okay. see everything. I get what you're saying. I look, I think to be fair though, seeing it on YouTube versus actually playing it, there is a bit of a compression and all this other kind of stuff that does give a bit of takes a bit of the edge. I do get what you're saying though, because when they when it went from like old Keanu to young Keanu, it's like mm. okay, this looks better than. Uh, Grand Admiral Hoff in Rogue One, but still a bit rare, like not quite right. Hmm. Um, but I did find when you get into the city scene and you can fly as a drone, I was just going to like apartments in random places on the buildings and it's like fully furnished and decked out wow. and slightly different in every apartment. I'm like, I know this is all procedural, but it looks nuts. Like, and I was like going, wow, like I can't wait till there's a game where you can just go anywhere, go inside buildings. There's all, everything's all generated. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. And that would be like truly insane. So it's well worth checking out if you want to check it out. It's been Mm -hmm. kind of like cool in the last few months or like the last month, I guess, because we had the Radiohead Kid A Amnesia sort of like experience mm. thing and then we've had this it's, and they're all free it's really cool mm-hmm. uh and then the last one for me that i've been playing is part of game of some other year and this is the first playthrough that i've had of this gem is uh chrono trigger and i am playing it on the ds Sweeney. oh cool so cool. i've heard that that's the best version of it i wanted to play <laughs> so stupid i wanted to play it on my analog but my setup's all screwed up at the moment so i need to move my crt uh which i will do but, and also like, we'll talk about it soon, but hopefully I'll get the analog pocket shortly and they'll be able to, like, I guess I'll play Earthbound on that because there was a Game Boy Advance version of Earthbound. So, so, so just looking mm. at the B-roll now that we've got and just seeing the square logo without the e, like Enix part <laughs> yeah. just is, like hits me in the feels. That's how like old we are, dude. We remember when it was square and then Enix was a separate company. It's like, Jesus. People, yeah, can't even imagine that. But, um... Yeah, look, like, I don't want to spoil what I'm going to say about Chrono Trigger, but, uh, like, I'm into it. Like, I'm getting through it. I've parked Astral Chain. I want to get through all these other games. So, hmm. and not because Astral Chain wasn't good. I will jump back to that. And, Swinny, what have you been playing? So, I've been playing a whole bunch of games. Lots of random games for a very short amount of time because of the 12 days of True Achievements Christmas, um, which I mentioned last week. All I'll say is that I believe, um, let me just check, I think the last day of the challenges has been announced. I'm literally checking it live. Oh, no, it's a LeapFrog challenge. Okay. So I was going to say, this 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 year has been easy until I just read this now. So, Uh-oh, what's this one? Uh, LeapFrog wait, means... By the way, do you want to, I don't know, does everyone yeah, explain know? explain what this what, is. Ex- explain Only what it is, because it's pretty cool. Uber yeah. this. So basically, there's 12 days of challenges. I mentioned a little bit last week, and we did a whole segment last year on it, but where it gets increasingly harder because you unlock one achievement, then two achievements at three, four, up until 12 days. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're all themed. For instance, one of the challenges uh, this week was um, you have to unlock, like I think it's like 10 achievements that start with the word the, things like that. <laughs> you know, you have to spell out the word, word Yuletide, you know, with achievement letters, cool stuff like that. Um, this leapfrog means you have to unlock an achievement that is harder than the last one in order so monotonically increasing so you've got but the the reason why it's tough is because you can screw yourself by accidentally unlocking a hard achievement that you didn't (laughs) expect and then you just like oh so you got to plan it out anyway Mm. so i've been playing lots of random games for that part of one of those is actually talking about halo infinite you know i'm I'm up with the times i've been playing some halo master chief collection this week (laughs) 
Can I call so, out this bitch right now? Because I bought that on Steam <laughs> to play co-op with Swinney, and we played like one poor, to be fair, start of Halo 1, hmm. and then we never got back to it. That's on you. What do you mean that's on me? I'm, I want to play. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, that's this full story. I'm just saying it's on you. <sighs> just to put, piss you off. Um, Jerry. No, Jerry. Jerry. No, Jerry. <laughs> The um, so what I've kind of just wanted to just give a lot of credit to 343 Industries mm. because what they've done, what they did, I should say, because obviously the game's kind of done at this point, is kind of wild when you jump around the actual menus. Because we played a little bit of co op for Halo 1, I didn't actually sit there and going around the fact that you load up the different forge modes for each of the different versions of the games and stuff. And see, so what I've been doing is basically just getting lots of easy achievements, honestly, for my challenges, but. I've actually got to experience what the Master Collection was outside of, oh, you can play the campaigns of the games. You know, just mm. being able to, un like, apply all the different skulls to all the different campaigns and the custom games. It's it's just wild. So, um, another game I've been playing that it's kind of becoming like a holiday game for me as well as uh, that Max Kiss of the Brotherhood I talked about last week is Human Fall Flat. I actually played it a lot more than I have normally, and I actually went through quite a bit of the game this week. Um, that game's fun it's just, you know obviously it's like a physics based like puzzle platformer game hmm. but it's just it's just the kind of game you're like man there's just some ingenious ideas here you know mm. so uh it's also, like a die hard for christmas in game form this is the continuation of the christmas? die hard references and the joke episode. the joke that i'm not gonna no, no, acknowledge I'm not trying to make a, i'm not trying to make a joke it's not a I'm, joke I'm legit asking, is this something you do every Christmas the way I watch Die Hard? This game every... just came out. I just, I, but the whole thing is I said it's a Christmas oh. game. But no, Human Fall Flat didn't just come out. That's well, been... I'm saying on Game Pass. That's yeah, what I thought it, right? Yeah, it's, it, was out for la it was out last year. So for I was playing Christmas time last year. Yeah. So it's oh, been in okay, Game okay. Pass for yeah. over a year. Right. Okay. Um, pardon me. I anyway, thought it was something you've been doing for five years or something. No, no. no I just, it's not. Anyway, the other game I've been playing, but actually lines up with our game of Spuffy, mm -hmm. is Full Throttle. So Ooh, yeah, I'll talk a bit more about that because I've only played through the first initial part of the game. Uh, um, I'm up to the dog part and I'm stuck. Yeah, so just playing a bit more of that. And the last thing I've been playing, but I'll I'm reviewing it later, is and the very unexpected surprise, which is Cave Stories Secret Center. Mm. So if anybody knows Cave that? Story, I'll explain a little bit about it later. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a free game that dropped this week, and it's a very limited game. Um, so I'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah, and the game's like to it. the source game is like what fifteen years old or something. Two thousand and four. Yeah. Oh damn! I'm wow. Almost on the money. Seventeen, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into our first headliner, which was the Game Awards. Look at him. He's already gloating and smiling. It was a crazy night of emotions at the twenty twenty one Game Awards, from the Game Award winners to the results of our big wig prediction contest. So who came out on top? You'll find out shortly. Uh, but first, overall thoughts. Swinney, we watched all of it. We watched, we reacted to it. We had our yep. ups and downs, more downs for you. What did you no. think of it overall? Just the overall. So, no, there was no real downs. I just, I just need to give shit to anyone that's <laughs> like, this is a world premiere of a game that's already out. They had a world premiere for Chivalry 2. That is a game that was nominated for an award. <laughs> Right. I'll talk about that a little bit later because I've got a bit of a rant. But aside from that, I actually had a blast. I actually thought mm. it was a really fun show. I thought it was disappointing, actually quite disappointing from a reveal standpoint. But as an actual show, I think it was paced very well. 
um and we'll get into some of the winners and stuff and i think overall it was a it was a fun watch yeah look so i watched it with mike last year and it was fun that's why i was willing to do it again this year last year we didn't have to take a day off i don't know why it was either weird timing so it was at night for us i think or we either like watched it on delay, Mike. I think we watched it on delay. I think yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. but I but it was like work, so I didn't actually watch it. It's probably not the worst idea, Swinney. Actually, just to watch it on delay. <laughs> like maybe we'll do that. <laughs> but it was actually cool to have the day off. Just watch it. Just relax. Like it was a weird day off. It was the weirdest day off I've ever had. To be fair, um, but it was a cool experience. Um, in terms of like, <laughs> look, the biggest thing for me is I don't get hyped for these things in terms of like expecting huge announcements, but reading back what Jeff Keighley said, and I was kind of on media blackout leading up to it, man, the guy like talk about the overhype. Like I could not believe I read this article where he quoted, he was like, it's going to have four to five reveals of the size of Elden Ring as like a reveal. I'm like, dude, so my standard is, okay, it's going to be in the most anticipated game next year. Like, because, you know, it's that level. Like, so it's going to almost feel that whole category. And, you know, we'll talk about, like, what the reveals were, but I don't think any of them <laughs> meet that Elden Ring cal caliber. So I can understand why a lot of people were really pissed off. Like, I was shocked at how much they were pissed off. Um, because, yeah, they didn't have a huge amount of reveals. But as with you, Swinney, I felt like the show flowed really well. Like, it was mm. not boring. Like, it just kind of kept on going. I think last year's one, there was a lot of boring parts where... Mike and I were like, oh my God, this is just dragging on. Like they were much better this year at that kind of stuff. So, and how about you, Mike? You sort of watched bits and pieces, watched our stream. Yeah, I, I watched a bit of your stream. Uh, I happened to have to work while you guys were doing what you were doing. Well, um, you're the famous one who says you don't live to work, right? No, but I don't live to work, but I still, you know, have responsibilities, unfortunately. Well, and I have we had extreme some responsibilities. Should hit but, the fan, know. so. I know you probably have more responsibilities than I He's do. He's very time poor. Okay, but, don't argue with him. Exactly, exactly. Well, I am. He has, I have he has 100 hours outside of, a week. Outside and of gaming that I have to do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, you know, the parts that you guys were doing, I actually thought were really good, just in terms of, you know, what we did as as big week. Um, but the overall, I, was, I wasn't... I was surprised at some of the winners, um, but I was really happy with some of the new stuff that they showed, or at least some of the new trailers that they showed for stuff that we already knew that was coming out. Mm. So I, I personally quite liked it. I think there was a lot of stuff in there that I'm looking forward to now. So Yeah, nice. So yeah. we had 15 categories that we voted on. So Winnie, do you want to go through like what the winners were of those categories? How do you want to do this? Yeah, so I'll just, I, let's just like, you know, separate from our prediction yeah. stuff, just the actual inform people of the winners of those 15 categories. There were more categories, but we'll just focus on these ones. These are ones that matter, let's be real. Yeah. So for best action game was Returnal. We had best action adventure as Metroid Dread. Best role-playing game as Tales of, Tales of Arise, which is awesome. Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. Best family game, It Takes Two. Best indie game, Kenna Bridges Spirits. Best multiplayer game, It Takes Two. Best ongoing game was Final Fantasy XIV Online. Best narrative was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Best art direction was Deathloop. Best audio design was Forza Horizon 5. Best score and music was Near Replicant version 1.22474487139... Most anticipated game was Elden Ring. 
Best Game Direction was It Takes Two. And lastly, Game of the Year was also It Takes Two. So they're you know, the fifth big winners. You know, when you look at the whole list, you go, eh. like, apart from the family game, that is ridiculous that It Takes Two was nominated for family game with the theme it has and what you do in that game, the ending of that game. I don't know. I don't know or like quite exactly what the ending is, but I know enough that it's definitely not a family game. It's quite shocking it was even nominated. And then the fact that they voted to make it win is just... I feel like Zim was like, they probably didn't have a strong standout outside of that. That's the only one mm. that seemed weird to me. But when you look at all of them, you know, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. None of it seems really that weird. Yeah, I think, look, they're all very worthy of winning. Mm. Um, there's none that you go, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, I made a snide comment last week about Nia. But, I mean, Nia has an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. I was just a little salty because suddenly the first Nia game is like everyone realizes how good it is and... Yeah, it's just one of those things you like. Yeah, you didn't give it credit back when it came out. But in saying that, near uh, near Automata also won Game of the Year. Uh, sorry, best score of the year that came out. So that's is it Automata or Automata? I don't even know. Ah, uh, whatever. Oh, okay. I say Automata, but that's probably the other way. Knowing so you. although um, Deathloop had a bunch load of nominations in terms of multiple category winners, It Takes Two took the most, which was four. Which, you know, we ran through most of those. Forza Horizon 5, awesome to see it getting its due. Uh, with three, uh, Kenna 2, and then Final Fantasy 14 online with two as well. Um, yeah, it was really weird in the show, wasn't it, Winnie? How I was like, all these ads, you know, a thousand world premieres. And then sometimes they'll go, oh, you know, Forza Horizon wins you know, innovation and accessibility. Oh, and by the way, it also won best sports racing. I'm like, what? Yeah, so they <laughs> like, did that, that was with, amazing when that happened. They did that with Canterbury Spirits because I didn't even realize that there was not only best indie, but it was also best independent debut. There were two categories. Oh, yeah. And they I, announced it at the you same didn't have that time. Category. You didn't have that category. Uh, yeah, so they announced that it won both at the same time. You're like, well, I understand the difference between two categories, but at that point, it just felt a bit redundant. Um, yeah, I think that's a bit of a redundant to... category, to be honest, because there's so many, you know, brand new studios that are popping up from very well established devs. Hmm. I feel like that's going to happen more and more so in the future. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, I'd say that when we talked about the multiple winners there, just to be clear, that includes categories we didn't mention in those 15. So, mm. you know, something like best community support for Final Fantasy XIV online, you know. So. Yeah. So I think from experience, we're probably just going to predict everything. If we watch the show next year, we might as well just predict everything. I, I hope so, because I got all the one. Dude, oh. just, Mike, I know I you tuned in a little bit, right. but he dominated. It was crazy. It was like League of Legends. And there was like some random streamers or whatever. Oh, Arceus, he's going to win. And it's like, it was, Arceus. It was basically like all the esports categories. I'm like, oh, they'll win. Okay, they won. They you win. It was like, we're not scoring eight out of ten. <laughs> like, correct. It was it's like ridiculous. <laughs> So we, we'll get and into. To be clear, I had they were just random guesses, most of those, you know. So it wasn't like I was like actually knowing the answers. And we'll we'll quickly get into. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we should talk about the the scoring. So we did fifteen categories. We had predictions. None of our predictions came true. We had half points for the predictions. So well, the one we'll work one. Yeah, point. well, we'll like and that. Point, yeah, yeah, what ended up happening? Even though we named the whole episode half point, even though we didn't even have half points, uh, we had three points three predictions each and none of us popped any of those and then i got one point because it was like a final fantasy reference basically 
And then Mike got like any fantasy game at all, and he got a point for that. So, <laughs> I think ridiculous. we gave him that for um, I think it was Nightingale. Yeah, so awesome. Was that very a, much... a pity number? Just because you felt so. And and you got <laughs> yeah. you got Final Fantasy because they announced Epic Game Store port of Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake. And we went back to the tape. We actually went back yeah. to exactly what I said, and Sweeney heard it and he adjudicated it. So yeah. Uh, and then for the fifteen categories, thirteen of them, we gave one point. For most anticipated, we all agreed there should be two points. And then for Game of the Year, we that. gave five points. Very I controversially. I never agreed to that. <laughs> Super controversially because I never agreed to it. So what did you predict when that oh, happened? Whatever. When I said we're going to have five points for Game of the Year. Oh, I predicted that you're going to... So, some one Either Swinney or I would be ahead and then you would pull a, <laughs> an ace out of your butt and win at the end. And that's exactly what happened. Just, just from that category alone. <laughs> Just from that, yeah. That's why I thought it was unfair. It's so, way too many points. I think he's sly. He knew this was going to happen. To give everyone a kind of, by like, the way, I'm slowing down to 300. But yeah, 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 so, yeah. it's it's getting a bit choppy. So away. I'll just clarify. The situation was, Intergot was on four points, I believe. Mike was on seven, and I was on six. I couldn't win because Mike and I had both chosen Deathloop as game of the year. Game of the year being worth five points all came down to. Is Intergot going to get it right or not? Because <laughs> if he does, those five points were taken from all the way behind to up front. And I've got to give you credit, you predicted game of the year, so you won the show. And you know, um, like, to be fair to myself, I was adamant all the time that It Takes Two was going to win game of the year. I said that back when it released. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to no, win no, game of the year. No, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. So... I'm- it's kind of tell. Do like, we want to leave the moment? Do we want to leave the moment? Do we want to? Bring yeah, it let's, let's just right. do it. <laughs> I'll see if I can bring it up quickly. So you guys stole for me for a second. Yeah, so, let's, let's no, just go through the disappointment. No, again. I'm just gonna <laughs> want to say. So, in terms of actually like getting predictions right or wrong, I'm really happy because I actually got six out of the the, the fifteen, hmm. which sounds low, but is actually like I think Mike, you got five, and it's, I got, you got seven four. at the end. No, no. Oh, all right. Pre- in terms of proper pad- predictions, which, did you predict the winner of the category or not? But okay, when you yeah. look back last year, out of ten categories we predicted, Indy got got seven right last year. Wow. So you've like damn, that was you, crazy. Like you killed it last year, uh, but you got only four we this could year. All, sleep with <laughs> <Jeff>. <laughs> all right, do we want to watch it? All right, let's let me do it. tell me tell me reluctantly can... yes. Oh, this sounds looks really weird with the double. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're oh, wearing, I'm wearing exactly the same thing. No, I'm not. I'm wearing a different. I'm wearing a different hat. Yeah, I'm wearing different. a different hat. <laughs> I made sure to wear a different hat. All right, let's, tell me. If I you never can hear wear it. the same hat twice in a row for us. That, that's fair because we're yeah. going to hear ourselves twice. So and also, it's a different T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Congratulations to all of tonight's that would be awesome. All pretty incredible games. Here we go. And the I was genuinely excited at this moment. I can't win, so it takes two. Yeah! <laughs> he blew out his like mics, like audio gating or whatever it is. Yeah, because he, he's more excited than the the guy who is taking the award. I reckon. <laughs> it was his it was his Ferris pop off. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, that guy's jacked. He's, he's he, he works out. <laughs> That's oh, the that was funny. That, that made me laugh so hard because yeah. I felt like well it was destiny that that would happen, where I'd be like so far down. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'd win from cheating. So the learnings <laughs> from me, star. the learnings from me after this exercise this year, is if we do something similar for next game awards, yeah, 
first of all, I've got to pay attention to you assigning a random category two points, right? Yeah. Second is that we, we've got to like stop any bullshit of those one half pointers, like any new fantasy game is just a load of crap. <laughs> hey. So you I, think that's bullshit? I think this guy, this guy making the rules, <laughs> and like not, we're both like, no, 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 doesn't we shouldn't do that. That's why we need to stop. But he still had to it's actually rich white people like him rich making all the people. bloody he, rules. He still had to get the game of the year prediction right, which he did. Right. Whereas any new fantasy game, like there's always going to be a new fantasy game announced because fantasy is such a broad concept. <laughs> yeah, I look. I yeah, think okay, as that's, well. That's a bit unfair as well. We should whatever. do. We should yeah. do every category. Game of the year should be maybe three points. Yeah, I think it should be three, three, two, one. That seems a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it's realistic. harder to then just steal the entire thing just because of one guess. Yeah, and we need All to right. be stricter with the predictions. But yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to watch. It made it, it extra it was, fun it having cool. you know things on the line. So it was good fun. It was good. Yeah, you yeah. guys, you guys were very engaging. So oh, really? I, I had oh, a thank you. Yeah, I thought you guys were really, really well, good. Why don't yeah. we jump into some of the reveals? Do we want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, beautiful. Uh, in news that I was extremely excited about. Uh, one of the biggest surprises of the Game Awards was the reveal of Remedy's long-awaited sequel to Alan Wake. Alan Wake 2. Coming oh, in 2023 to PC, Epic Game Store, PS5 and Xbox Series consoles. The announcement follows this year's Alan Wake Remastered. This will be Remedy's first foray into survival horror, pivoting from an action-adventure thriller will be built on Remedy's North Light Engine, and Matthew Peretta is returning as a voice of Alan Wake. Which actually, so just on that, that is actually what tipped me off, because I wasn't paying attention to the trailer, I was doing something on the stream, and then as it was happening, I was talking to you, Sweeney, and I'm like, mm. oh, that's Alan Wake's voice, right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing before you said it, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, oh, this must be Alan Wake too. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot of people react to this, and everyone's like, "Is that Jake Gyllenhaal?" <laughs> now, like, so I'm fascinated to see how close this will be to my version of Alan mm. Wake Two. Mm. Like, You're if there's any parallels, pitch. I'm going to claim that so much. <laughs> Did you? I can't remember in your pitch if you have if you talked about it being much more like horror based or not. Or nah, you, I think yours was more more about the plot and didn't really go into anything. About beyond that yeah but. i definitely didn't but you know like i i felt the game you know i remember saying with alan wake uh, one sorry when i did a retrospective on it because i only played it last year or this year um recently at least and mm. i felt like definitely it was like a horror game like there was oh, massive yeah. horror elements to it totally so i was really glad to see sam lake who created the game and directed it Saying, oh, there's definitely horror elements in the first one, but this will be our hmm. take on the survival horror genre. I'm like, cool. this game's gonna scare the we'll, shit out of me because the first one scared so. the shit out of me. We'll, really? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to this when we talk about Slitherhead in a little bit, but yeah, people's concept of act, uh, horror and video games is horribly misguided. Like, what do you mean? Horror is a theme, you know, it's a genre, it's not a gameplay element. So that's why I really like that they're clarifying. It's a survival horror game, you know, because we yeah. all have an idea of what that entails as opposed yeah. to its themes are horror and it's got That's like true. jump scares and stuff, you know. Hmm. Yeah, and I was glad that he actually mentioned that the first game had like horror elements to it, which I hmm. definitely, like I always got annoyed when people are like, oh, it's not a horror game or there's no horror in it. I'm like, 
well, I don't yeah, know what horror is or horror, horror themes. <laughs> if it doesn't, it definitely has that. So, yeah, I'm like super pumped about this. It it was quite interesting when Jeff was talking about it, and he sort of I think kind of like let it slip that Sam like this is like the number one game he's wanted to make for a long time. So oh, yeah, cool. that's pretty interesting. So so you did your retrospective review in November last year. Actually. So it was last year. Wow. Geez. Okay. Yeah. That I'm, was before like, we even had face cams. So. Oh damn, that's before, back mm. in the day. Um, it's cool to see the face of Max Payne in the B-roll, by the way. <laughs> Although, ironically, if you guys have played Max, because I played all the Max Paynes, if you played Max Payne 3, I look more like Max Payne now. Yeah. <laughs> Sans the bald head. But I could, I could do so that So are you looking well. forward to this as well, Mike? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I love Max Payne back in the 360s. <laughs> Max Payne. <laughs> Alan Wake. I thought you were joking. That's awesome. That's awesome. I loved Ellen Wake back on the 360, so yeah. Yeah, how about you, Swinny? Are you going to jump in on day one on this, or he's too scared? No, so <clears throat> Alan Wake. Okay, Swinny, can, what kind of? This is so far away. Can we just like set this up? Can like what? What does the can channel you, need to do? Me, can you let me actually no, finish no, answering the question? I don't want you to say no. You're not going to play it before I even make a bet with you. What do we need to do for you to play this game? First of all, I haven't say, said I it. I haven't it. said anything about it yet. So let me finish that answer and that question Go before on. your stupid question. I haven't finished the first Alan Wake, so I'd like to play mm. through that before okay. I ever play a sequel. That's all. But would you play so, this, given that it's a survival horror game? I don't know if I'll ever play through the first one. So the thing is, like, if I'm going to play through this, I'll see how much I enjoy the first one. The thing is, like, I'm not against playing horror games. It's just there's certain games that I'm like, I don't want to touch that. A mm. game like Outlast we talked about. I mm. know that's a game I don't want to play. doesn't appeal to me. I'm not, not going to enjoy it, right? And look, a lot of horror games will fall in that bucket, but there's also a lot that it's like, you know, again, we'll talk about Slitterhead later, where it's like, depending on the style of how they implement it, hmm. you know, it's probably yeah. going to be up my alley. So it's just, I haven't tell. finished Alan Wake mm. 1, so that's yeah. all. No, no, it's really cool. And did you guys want to mention anything about else about this game? or? So there's an interview with um, Sam Lake. Um, so I don't know, did you mention who Sam Lake was before? I, I just said I that he, think... like, well, I, that he directed the first game, but he's, you yeah. know, Remedies the, key guy, really. Yeah, so he's actually, it's an interview, interview with IGN, goes for about 10 minutes, and it's actually pretty good. He doesn't divulge a lot of information about the game, like in terms of systems and stuff, mm, but okay. it's pretty cool if you're a fan and you want, I guess, you know, interested to, to hear about him talk about the fact that, you know, they had a prototype Alan Wake 2. And oh. this game is, and there's footage, and they show the footage, so it's that's something that's, that's not new. But they, um, I think it's Ryan McCaffrey. I think yeah, from IGN was interesting. He's, he's my favorite person at IGN. So he's really good. He and he asked a question: Is this how close is this to your original vision for the Max? Uh, sorry, I said Max Payne for Alan Wake Two. It's Mike. It's Mike. I blame that. Um, and he said, "It look, it's very different. It's really <laughs> like with the passage of time, they had the benefit of okay. on reflection seeing we can do this in a different way that is going to tie the narrative and gameplay a lot closer together of what they want." So check out that interview. I think it's really, really mm. cool. Just don't expect much more details about the game itself. So, mm. I think Max Payne's got to be an early front runner for the show title. But um, that that's interesting about Alan Wake too. I, I noticed that little eye roll there, Swinny. Because um, the first game had a weird prototype, then they dumped. So it had a day-night cycle, all this kind of stuff for the first game. And then they were just like, could not get the game working. So they were like, okay, we're just going to make linear, right? But the fact that they actually had the whole engine and the day-night 
like all Bill, he like Sam Lake felt that it gave more realism to the game because like the position of everything was really thought through because it was going to be like an open world game, like on a very mm, small set. I remember set. that, yeah. So like, and it, it really does feel like that when you play the game, it feels very tight, like it lived in, like real mm. and just like where things are placed are very logical, which is not normal for a lot of games, to be honest. It feels like corridors all connecting to each other. So yeah, I'm like, I'm super pumped about this game. Hopefully it comes early 2023, but it's probably going to be at the end of the, that year, but I'm glad that there's going to be some cool games in 2023. All right, let's move on to another big announcement at the show, which was Star Wars Eclipse. So in arguably the most visually impressive trailer of the show, Star Wars Eclipse was announced. So developed by Quantic Dream, so that's Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human, and the revived Lucasfilm Games brand. It's still in early development. It will be an action-adventure, multiple-character branching narrative game. And from their website, quote, See the galaxy through the eyes of an ensemble cast of multiple charismatic playable characters, each with their own morality, personality, motivations, and impact upon each other and the story at large. So the game is going to be set in the High Republic era, which is about 200 years before the Skywalker saga. And the Star Wars The Acolyte Disney Plus TV series currently in production is set during the final days of the High Republic era. Hmm. So, Winnie, when you saw this trailer, were you excited? I, it felt very un-Star Wars-like for most of it um, until they obviously started showing some stuff and, like, you know, the droids and obviously, like, the, the aliens that's on the screen at the moment for people watching on YouTube, but... I I think it was great, and I I'm you know I'm the one that wrote the line, arguably the most visually impressive trailer. I thought it was an absolutely gorgeous trailer. Quantic Dream have always been very mm. good with their visuals, no mm. doubt. Um, I've been a fan. I, I was a big fan of Indigo Prophecy. I can't remember the other alternate title for that game, but that's the game that put Fahrenheit. them on the map. Fahrenheit, that's right. Mm. Put them on the map, um, but because I kind of didn't really have a PS3 or a PS4. A lot of the games since then um, have kind of, you know, I've missed out on, you know, obviously Heavy Rain and, and all that, Beyond Two Souls, I think it's called, stuff like that. But Mike, I know you're very familiar with many of those oh, yeah. games. Oh yeah, yeah, played them all, love them. So how do you think feel about this, Mike? Uh, pretty cool. I mean, look, I, I'm mixed feelings about Star Wars. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but all the Star Wars games that I've played I've, have been pretty solid games, um, including the latest one. So yeah, then the trailer looked amazing, so... Actually, looking forward to playing this one whenever it comes out. It's funny you say about the games because I'm kind of looking at it going, I feel like there's maybe more games that I think are better than the movies. Like when I start telling oh, them yeah. up, like Rogue yeah. Squadron. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm, TIE Fighter yeah. back in the day. <laughs> like that's so sad, man. But it, but yeah. it's also there's so many Force Star Wars games, so it's a bit of an unfair comparison. True. Yeah, and if there's, you a, there's a lot the of decent ones. ones. It's it's mm. not. I feel like there there's not that many. It's not one of those things where they just took the IP and just flogged it to death and just kept pumping out all this crap. There's actually quite a, like Knights of the Old Republic. There's a lot of really really decent games with that from this IP. So mm. I think they'll hopefully do it justice. So it's a good we, studio in terms of. Hmm? I was just say, and we did. There were rumors about this, so this actually did get leaked. We didn't know the title. But it's been interesting seeing in terms of response to this because Quantic Dream and David Cage from Quantic Dream is very divisive. Mm. Um, and the style of their games and the style of their writing, everything I've ever seen, I've enjoyed. You know, yeah, as I said, like even though 
Inigo Prophecy, you know, it was a little wonky. Like, I actually appreciated the writing in that. Um, but it is interesting to see the intense reaction to this. It's very much like, oh, this looks cool. Oh, but it's by them, you know? So it's yeah, unfortunate. Some people, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, to, to, as someone who's played through their games and as someone who enjoys those kind of games for what they are, they're not the kind of games that I'm like, oh, just really, I don't know. There's, there's, I mean, there's some replayability because of choices and stuff like that, but really it's almost like an interactive movie to some extent. Mm. But I like that as a thing amongst mm. all the other different types of games that you play. So I, I don't really get the, the the negative stigma, negative negativity around the studio, other than, you know, they had some issues, I think a couple of years ago or something. Um but but in terms of as as the games they produce, they always produce really good quality games that in mm. their own right were very unique and really cool and graphically amazing for, for whatever platform they came on. So as the yeah. biggest Star Wars fan on the panel by probably a distance, I've been really sick of Star Wars. I feel like, you know, the new sequel trilogy... Like, I really like Force Awakens a lot. I still like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just completely fell apart mostly because they didn't know what they were doing. They were just making each movie one after the other without any, you know, foresight to go, what is the arc even? The rough yeah. sketch well, of how these movies are going to go. Like, it's just unbelievable that, that they did that. And them dumping, like, the ideas they did have, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, but so weird for such a big IP. Yeah. yeah, which is just ridiculous. They didn't have a show, mm. like, a showrunner, effectively, like, mm. for the whole thing. Like, even a writer to go, look, this is the vision for the trilogy. Like, we're going to stick to it. Especially after the first movie did really well. Um, anyway, but, so I've been kind of, like, a bit burned on Star Wars. I've been a bit over it. I haven't been following almost anything Star Wars. And then mm. The Mandalorian came out. They've cancelled, it feels like, almost all their movies. And, like, I'm really into The Mandalorian. I think it's awesome. And then this game, and I feel like, you know, they've done a, a smart job of, like, putting the foot off the gas with Star Wars, trying to release high-quality stuff. And this looks awesome. Like, actually, Swinney, I don't know when we... When is this coming out? This is just early, right? So this is probably 23, 24. Yeah, they really clarified it's it's very early. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, so the, I... Like, similar to probably... Uh, look, I don't know about Wonder Woman, but I have a feeling that's also very early. Oh, yeah, that's so super early, yeah. It's like, I think these reveals... And we'll talk, talk about Wonder Woman a little bit, but um, I think we need to keep our expectations that these are probably 2024 games. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Especially because they gave late, no dates. Or late 2023, you know, so... Yeah, at the absolute earliest. Although, yeah. well, just, they spit yeah. out more games more often, don't they? Quantic Dreams, if you actually look nah. at their lineage. It's like every three years-ish. Well, I'd, I'd be interested to see when Detroit nice. came out because I believe that. that's their last release. That is their last, yeah. That that was a while back, actually. Yeah, maybe yeah. Right. But yeah. I think I, I my my general rule is if they don't give you a date, that means it's got to be at least two years ahead. Yeah, two to three. Because right, usually yeah. they go, okay, it's coming next year or coming two years after or something. But if there's no date, then okay, <laughs> like two plus, easy. Yeah. So, De- so Detroit Become Human was 2018 release. <sighs> yeah. And Beyond two, Beyond two Souls was 2013. So it was five Whoa. years in between those two games. Yeah. There was, three year, there was three years in between Heavy Rain and that one. So it's like three to five right. years seems like the gap between their development cycle. Of this development cycle. And then you just have to add an extra year for Disney. Because they're mm-hmm. notorious yeah. for like the back and forth that they do with people. 
can we have this Jedi in this outfit? No, that's against the law or whatever. Yeah. Look, I'm hyped about this game. This looks really cool. Looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to play this. This is like just a game that's going to be on my radar to go, okay, I got to play it. So, a couple of quick things before you move on to the next segment. Highly recommend Fallen Order. The oh, you're just talking about latest, general Star Wars stuff now. Just general Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you want, you know, if you want to hype yourself back into into the Star Wars thing, that was that was a very solid game. It it wasn't. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't mind blowing or anything like that. But it was solid. Really good mechanics. Great abilities. Uh, <laughs> I hate to use this word again, but very slightly souls like oh, no, yeah. in terms of the combat and <laughs> stuff. Metroidvania. But it was not. Well, yeah, okay, yes, it was a bit of that too, actually, because you get different abilities and you got to go back to previous planets. I, I would say Fallen Order is a time where a, is. a Souls-like Metroidvania it, actually fits the It literally the is probably the, I know the perfect hybrid between the two. I know, I know. But I highly recommend it. I played through it, loved it. Um, and the oh, second thing is, I know you're, the, you're a much bigger Star Wars fan, but um, you're also a Lego fan. I have... You've seen the? Have you seen the Lego? Um, I don't even know what they're officially called. The the Lego art ones. They've got the Beatles. They've got the yeah. Um, the oh gosh, there's there's a whole bunch of different series now, and it's just the Lego dots, and you make them in little small ones, and then you clip them all together, and you mm. get a painting. Well, painting, you get a picture. The Star Wars one, uh, which each set you can make three different things out of the set, so you get enough parts to be able to make um, either. Um, uh, Darth Vader or uh, Darth Maul or there's a third one. I forget. It. I'm, I'm assuming it's Kylo Ren from memory. Anyway, if you happen to have three of those sets, you can actually make a full size. It's like one point something because it's yeah, 1.2 meter tall uh, Darth Vader out of the Lego mm. things. 1.2 meters neat. tall. Yeah, because it's 40 centimeters each from memory. So there's but three really? of those. Oh, who would want that in their bloody house? <laughs> well, no, just, no, it's, like, no, it's, no, just, it's just a painting. It's just a piece of art. Size, no, no, no. So like... it's, it's a piece of art. It's, but I'm saying like a painting. Just a a 1.2 meter on the wall. tall piece of art is pretty big. Oh, yeah, but on a wall, it's not that much. On a wall, yeah, it's okay. like it's half, up, less than half the wall, basically. Yeah. A lot of walls are like 2.5, 2.7 meters in a taller. 2.7 is pretty tall, but yeah, I don't get a million. I don't think in a million years I would get that, Mike, but that's as a man with an amoeba. I'm, I'm surprised. Me. Yeah, this is. I'm like this. If there's one thing that I feel like you would really enjoy, it's nah, this. No, nah, definitely not. I know what you're talking okay. about. I wouldn't. But like other ones. All right, let's move sold. on to rounding out the TGA main things that came up. Uh, so, in other highlights, other than Alan Wake and Star Wars Eclipse, there were a couple other game announcements that caught our attention. Maybe not your attention, but our attention. Uh, number one was Wonder Woman. So this is being developed by Monolith Productions. The, the folks behind Blood Condemned, Fear, and Shadow of Mordor. It will be a single-player open-world action game, and it's also powered by their Nemesis system, trademark and copyright and patent pending. Hmm. Uh, so a short teaser, well, very teaser-teaser trailer was shown. No gameplay, no nothing, and no release window. But yeah, I'm pretty hyped about this. I have kind of wanted to play one of their games with the Nemesis system, and I think this will be my jumping in point because I don't really like the Lord of the Rings IP in general. So, oh, well, neither does Shudder of Mordor. So, it's what the most un-, un Lord of the Rings oh, style okay. thing. Of, yeah, it's not very Lord of the Rings, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, yeah, look, this uh, sorry to cut you off, I'm, I'm gonna jut in here. Um, I play through, I play through Shadow of Mordor, I haven't played Shadow of War yet. 
Um, the Nemesis system is such a cool idea and obviously very technically impressive, but I didn't feel it made that game any more fun. Um, I didn't mind the game when it, when I got through it all. Initially, I was a bit meh on it. So I'm 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 really hoping this just you know again maybe they did it great in Shadow of War, but the Nemesis system to me is a great idea that's yet to have been fully realized in a fun way. Uh, I know a lot of people love it. Um, so I'm hoping Wonder Woman does do it better. Weirdly, and God, this is going to sound like the most ridiculous thing, but um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right, has has a kind of nemesis system in it, right, for the mercenary. I think it's the mercenaries. I actually preferred the way they implemented the similar thing. Now, it doesn't work exactly the same way. They, there's a lot more AI going on in uh, Monolith's thing, but... I think the way it was implemented, I preferred it because it was, I don't know, it was just felt like more of a fun implementation. So can you explain the nemesis system just briefly, like in a few yeah, sentences? So the, the nemesis system, basically with Shadow of of Mordor, Shadow of War took it to another level, but Shadow of Mordor, basically you've got um, a lot of um, like Urukai and um, oh, what's, the, what's the term I'm thinking What's what's the term for Urukai in, in Lord of the Rings? I can't remember. You know, it's like a generic fantasy term. Ah, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, basically you've got these enemies and you've got like commanders in there and you take them out and they'll be replaced by new um, procedurally generated versions. But what happens if, if they survive, they remember and they get a grudge against you and they also have their own traits and they develop new traits. And I believe, I can't remember, I think they may retain if you like damage them a certain way i think when they yeah, come injuries back, and stuff yeah. injuries they retain them and it may like even scars lead... and stuff yeah. yeah and it may lead them to getting new traits i can't remember that I think it doesn't i think it they you can't keep using the same trick on them because they know and they remember what you did yeah. last time or something like that yeah so and i've like as a as like there's a the dlc of the of shadow of mordor really kind of like there's a challenge where you have to go through and take them all out in within an hour and it's really really tough and i kind of really got burned out on the system from that but it's a cool idea. So mm. I'm think it could be I have no idea how they would do it in Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, I think it's an it's a great idea. So. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think yeah, it gives it another another shot for people to try out that nemesis system. The other game that we really I think we kind of warmed up to Swinney, uh Wild Dog hmm. Slitherhead. Um so from some of the folks behind Silent Hill One, uh brand new devs Boca Boca game studio. Um, and basically like some of these devs, when they left Sony interactive entertainment back in December, 2020, they formed the studio game is, and this is where I think, you know, it's really warmed up for me a lot. It's inspired by, um, Hong Kong and action horror cinema, uh, very much set in Hong Kong, like classic Hong Kong with the old right hand, very sharp, dangerous, uh, airport turn that had to happen <laughs> to land there. Uh, hence the shot of having, you know, like Kowloon's walled city and the plane flying over it, like it literally was back in the day, which is awesome. Uh, you wanted to shout out the music, Swinney? Yeah, so well, first, we mentioned some of the devs. I just do want to call out the fact that it's headed up by Keichi, uh, Keichiro Toyama. So we mentioned Silent Hill, but also Gravity Rush. Like uh, that is a well-beloved game. Uh, and he also worked on the Siren series as well. But in terms of mu music, this is Akira Yamaoka. So he is responsible for pretty much all the Silent Hill soundtracks. He worked on uh, Shadows of the Damned. 
um, a lot of other Suda 51 games like Killer is Dead, Let It Go. He's also like he even worked on the medium. He I don't think he was the primary composer, but obviously him and these horror or horror motif motif games go together like just you know yeah they go together so Those well that awesome music um but even the character designer so i'd say Bo- i think i don't know how to pronounce the studio bokeh um game studio but they've oh, been yeah. releasing information on their staff and they actually talked about the character designer is actually tatsuya yoshikawa so he worked on devil may cry 4 devil may cry 5 but he also worked on pretty much all the Mega Man X games that I could see, um, and also most of the Breath of the Fire, Breath of Fire games. Oh. So they have an awesome team. Now, I what I've seen people talk about with this is people look at the trailer and they're like, this doesn't look like a horror game. This looks like an action game. And I think people, again, like I mentioned it earlier in the show, and this is where I wanted to bring it up, that horror as a concept, <laughs> you know, horror doesn't mean survival horror that is a very specific implementation of the horror genre Mm. it's your resident evil it's your silent hill silent hill is very much more psychological than resident evil as well but action horror like you've got films by the like of takashi Miike in japan you know and we talked about the fact that you know um, a lot of the inspiration for this game is from uh, directors of hong kong action horror where they're not meant they're meant to be scary but they're not meant to be like spooky they're meant to kind of freak you out by the freakish body horror that's going on. But then you've got like motorcycle riding, samurai swords and people doing crazy stuff to take them out. So it's a very, it's a brand of horror. And I think people like just some of their action people are like, oh, I was expecting Silent Hill, right? No, they use the name Silent Hill in the intro. Fair enough. But the, that's what really appeals to me. This is, you know, it's not completely unique, but we don't see this often in games. So that's why I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks Actually, like a fun ride. Like that, yeah. I, it's a, this is the kind of game I I want to hear other people's opinions about, just to go, okay, would I want to jump in on it or not? Because I could mm. imagine it being a pretty fun romp, or it being a bit like, okay, didn't really enjoy mm. it. Um, not that we're gonna mention it. Like we're gonna have a sp- specific note, but I was excited about that Star Trek Resurgence. I think game mm. until it was like ah oh, this is gonna mm. be a telltale game so i'm like well just... it's not a telltale game but... yeah but it's it is gonna be no. like a telltale so game, right? we talked about it in the stream but i'm glad you brought it up because that's being headed up by a studio that's led by the guy that essentially destroyed telltale from the inside <laughs> okay oh really yeah so oh, uh, i put it out <laughs> i put it out in our kind of thing where we 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 do a bit of a ranking what do we want to talk about from the shows and I think his name's Kevin Bruner. So he was the, I believe, the CEO, I think. That oh. was his title at uh, Telltale Games. And apparently from everything I've read was the reason why they kind of, they they took on too much work and they kind of, you know, the, the yeah. company folded. Um, and so the fact that it's a new game from from a studio he's leading makes me go, I don't know if I want to get into that, to be honest. But Yeah, but, you know, you again, know, those style of games, I just cannot get into those style of games for whatever reason. Yeah. That's so, yeah, and then our final shout out for yeah, the very, TJs. Very quick, so um, they announced that Persona Four Arena Ultimax is uh, being re-released on PC, PS4, and Switch in March. Uh, this is a cult hit fighting game. It's uh, like an upgraded version of Persona Four Arena. I've never played them. 
right? So just to be clear, there's a reason why I bring it up, though. Uh, and they've de- developed by Arc System Works, who are obviously very Ooh. beloved. I mean, they want they wow. developed okay. Guilty Gear Strive, which won Best Fighting Game this year. So um, what I kind of wanted to rant about was the fact that um, initially I'm like, oh, what? They're porting a... This game came out in 2014 on PS- PS3 and Xbox, so 360. It's not a new game. But they're the only platforms you get them on other than arcade as well. So it's glad I'm glad that people have ports on them. But I just don't I just don't understand what Atlas are doing with Persona. Like this is not what people but they, they are listing to give you some context, a listing went up, people were getting hyped. Oh, there's a new persona listing, right? Is it gonna be Persona <laughs> four on the Switch? Right. I don't think we'd get Persona five on Switch, but whatever, right? We could. It's a PS3 game. Yeah, but the, but the thing is like I think that it's more likely Persona 4 because Persona 4 um got ported to the Steam recently, I think. So Yeah, Golden, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people are oh, Switch finally <clears> gonna <throat> get it. And then they go and announce this. So I just well, don't I got understand hyped. what they're doing. I was like, holy shit, is this Persona 4 Golden? When they first, you know, showed the Persona stuff, I'm like, this is sweet. I just don't under unless there's some weird thing going on arrangement with Sony, right? Exclusivity arrangement that somehow nah. stands the test of the time Not all that these long. years Not later. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, to me, it's such a weird, bad business decision to not to do this. Like, it's a perfect... That would have been a perfect opportunity. Obviously, they develop things and then announce them. I'm not saying, oh, mm. they announce it on the spot, then decide they're going to make it. But it just, I just wanted to rant a bit. The fact that, like, that seems like a, such a, a bad direction to go as a business. Like, it's easy money for you to port that to Switch. I agree. Just I would buy it, dude. I don't understand if it. If they man. had it, if it came out on the Switch, the smart way to do it yeah. is put that out, they make a buckload of money, and then put out Persona 5 on the Switch and it'll make another buckload yeah. of money. Anyway, I'll just, so. uh, that's, that's why I just want to bring it up. So. Yeah, but I think this is what I love about Japanese companies. They do shit that's like makes zero sense, <laughs> like from a capitalist business perspective. Like they have weird honor and like they don't want to offend other companies and it's very weird shit which i love it's weird but they've always been weird this is atlas right yeah they've always been really like crazy on like not releasing a lot of physical copies in the west Mm. and like all the way back in the day so Mm. i mean it's kind of carried over so anyway that's not the biggest news the biggest news we've yet to talk about coming out of the game awards (laughs) And I did have a, this was in the pre-show. Jeff, (laughs) you should have left this to the last 15 minutes. Um, So, you know, huge news, huge news. We'll we'll break into the segment now. I don't want to spoil it, even though you probably can see the up next thing if you're watching the video feed. (laughs) That uh, we have more Amiibo. Yes, 2020 (laughs) is the year of Amiibo. Thank you very much. Alongside a new trailer for Monster Hunter Rises, Sunbreak expansion capcom have revealed three more monster hunter amiibo much to my delight so the amiibo are malzino palamute canine malzino x and palico feline malzino x these will all unlock uh, what the who now (laughs) so (laughs) sorry i just can i just say before you get into that i know you've actually there's only like one more piece of information you can say so i'll let you finish sorry oh okay i was just gonna say these are unlocking layered armor so you can use your regular armor with whatever stats you have and these are just like a skin over the top of it which is cool uh they will drop they're expected to drop around uh mid 2022 and this will join the existing three amiibo that i have for monster hunter rise three amiibo from monster hunter stories 2 which i have 
and three Amiibo for Monster Hunter stories, which I don't have. I'm more than happy if anyone gives them to me. I think one of one single one of those Amiibo is trading around five six hundred dollars now on the secondary market. What? That's so one want, of them. I, I mean, just hey, wanted to mention the money. So the Game Awards, obviously, you got a lot of content creators out there that are like, oh, our reaction to this, <laughs> our reaction to this, right? <laughs> now we clipped and put up the reaction to Intergot seeing these new Amiibo. Yeah, I got it. Right? It's hyped. I'm looking at now. I know YouTube search is not very, uh, sometimes very reliable, yeah. but I can only see one other person that's mentioning any, like anything about Amiibo. <laughs> really? Wow. I don't think anyone's mentioned reacted <laughs> at all found a soulmate. to this, and they don't even have it in the title. They've just got it in as a picture in their thing. I think uh-huh. your clip is like the only one. And I how can many find people have reacting? It? Right, ten, twenty, thirty the people. Of people. The, the other clips. Let's say they've got There's over like twenty. Of us, they've got dozens. like twenty. They've got like twenty thousand views on that other one. But what the other the, person? What? The other. But person, how big is their channel? Do they have hundreds yeah. of subscribers uh, or tens uh, of thousands? It's, of millions? it's a little bigger than us. It's yeah, um, one point two million people. One point two million subscribers. More zeros. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but we'll, we're coming for you. We're coming for I you. I just love that. <laughs> When I went to look it up, because I, I look things up so I can try to title our videos in yeah. hopefully a way that people will find people, and Ugh. I couldn't find anyone Dog. saying Sunbreak Amiibo reaction or anything other than Fascinating. Us. So, and we should say, we're a tiny little baby channel. <laughs> we just do this for fun, really to catch up, because we'll never talk to each other otherwise. But cool. I, I don't know if we're allowed to mention this, but I'll just mention it anyway. That uh, Capcom reached out to us, which was really cool, and asked us if they wanted us to check out the Monster Hunter Rise for PC when it comes out in a few weeks. So we will be doing that and giving our impressions of it. And actually, if they give me the Sunbreak uh, DLC, I'll have to switch to the PC version. (laughs) So yeah, that'd be cool. Actually, when I think about how much money I've given Capcom through Amiibo, they'd probably owe me a code. (laughs) But yeah, no, I was hyped, man. People should get in on these. These uh, Monster Hunter Amiibo are sweet. All right, let's get into other news. This is just my show. <laughs> Basically. Let's get into the next thing that I'm hyped about. Oh, I'll just lean back now. <laughs> well, no, you want to hear this. So oh. more analog pocket pre-orders have been announced. So mm. this is how you can give yourself a fighting chance for scoring one of these. I'll give my little tips and tricks for people. Okay, okay. To I've give got you my the browser edge. open. Give you the edge. Stuff everyone else. Everyone else can wait years for the, for the analog pockets to come. So, uh, Analog Pockets are starting to ship, like, from when we're recording this, basically tomorrow, they'll start shipping mm-hmm. around the world. Uh, the pre-orders will start 8 a.m. December 14th Pacific time, which is for Australia, 3 a.m. December 15th. Is that uh, Wednesday or Thursday, Sweeney? 15th. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm going to put an alarm. So that's so 3 morning. December 15th. So okay. Tuesday night... You have to wake up the next day, Wednesday morning. Okay. Uh, They have increased the price by 20 US dollars to 220 US dollars. And they've quoted that it's due to component price increases, which seems extremely reasonable. Accessories will remain the same. And then quote, it is our goal for everyone who wants a pocket to be able to secure an order to accomplish this in the context of the global pandemic, we are implementing a fulfillment protocol. End quote. So I look at this and go, people, this is all the stuff that they wanted Analog to do, give people enough notice of when, you know, the thing's going to come up for pre-order and then basically have an open, you know, pre-order system. Mm. Now, the way it's going to work is depending on 
when you get your order in, they get to ship it at different times. And it's like a huge difference. And my guess is, this is my speculation that, you know, I'm, I'm probably on the internet, the biggest expert in this space, not, but <laughs> I actually follow the subreddit, so I shouldn't say that. But, um, group A is Q1 2022 and then group B is Q4 2022 and group C is 2023, right? What I believe Damn. has happened here is Analog have a policy. If you email them and say, hey, I want all my money back because when you order, you have to pay full amount, right? But they're very good about like, if you ever go, hey, I don't want this, they just give you the money back like within a few days, right? Nice. What I believe has happened here is that group A are all the people who have canceled their Analog Pocket orders, from like, uh, you gotta remember, like I ordered it like, when was it? A year ago or like 15 months ago. It was ages ago when I ordered it, right? It was October last year from memory, right? When I ordered the analog pocket. So a year ago. So a lot of people I believe would have canceled it. So I believe that that's what these Q1 2022 orders are. And therefore it won't be very many. Like I mm. would expect there's like hundred-ish, hundreds max mm, of those. Okay. So realistically i think everyone if you are ordering the best you're gonna do is like q4 2022 if you follow my tips 2023 otherwise so my tips and this is like this is where swinney's like sorry swinney you don't cover your ears the most effective way to order anything analog quickly is to use apple pay so it's okay. actually much faster to log in using safari i don't use safari as my default driver <clears throat> uh when i use my iphone but in this instance, jump on Safari, make sure you have filled in everything, like form fill, like your name, all this other kind of stuff in and Apple Pay properly. And what you'll find is as soon as you go on the store, click on like the analog pocket, bang, press it, you hit Apple Pay, it will like basically instantly order it for you. Hmm. And like okay. following the threads and everyone on the forums, the Discord, the subreddit, it seemed like anyone who did Apple Pay dominated it last time and got it like almost guaranteed so you know if you have an iphone or an ipad i'd highly recommend going down that route um the other part is like for sure have like your iphone set up and then also your computer like have two options that you, you can have running and again like make sure you have all the form stuff filled out get all that stuff going i think that's the best way you can do it and if you do not order it straight away, it will get like, you'll be in 2023 for sure. If you don't like wake up at 3am, there's no way you'll get it in 2022. If so, you wake up at 3am, you're not going to get it until 2023. You got to wake up at 2.30ish. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean by that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then also just the last thing I'll say and throw to you, Swinney, that um, if you do order it and it comes back and it says, okay, you're in group C 2023, you can say, hey, I want to cancel it. And get the money back. So eh, why would you just wait? Yeah, but I'm just saying for people who go, oh, you know what? That's too long to have 220 bucks tied up. Yeah, but for inflation, ages, so. man, freaking inflation. <laughs> 220 bucks, especially in the US, is going to be so like 500 bucks. I am looking bucks forward to my two analog pockets that should be on the way shortly with a billion Greedy accessories. Son that of are a... coming. Hey, I'm gonna play it with my kid. So you know, I've <laughs> waited so long. He's now old All enough right. to play it. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, uh, what were you gonna say? So my question is, if you don't bother waking up 3am you just like next day okay i want to go put put the order in will do you think it will still be there and you'll just jump in fall in group c yep 2030 all right then that's cool with me because i want one of these i definitely want an analog pocket i just don't want to have to work for it yeah like, I, I, find it. That, oh, okay. I find that i find that 
I understand that's the way things work, right? I just mm-hmm. find it ridiculous as a consumer that you have to kind of go to these lengths to purchase the product. Yeah. So I'm cool if I don't get mine till 2023 okay. because I'm not in a rush. Like I've got the thing is my Game Boy that's up on the shelf there, unfortunately doesn't work anymore. And I've got all my old Game Boy Advance and my old Game mm-hmm. Boy games that I can't play. Um, but I'm not in a rush to play them. Obviously, I so, haven't been. Otherwise, I probably would have been like, oh, I need new Game Boy. So, the question, you don't want to work for this. How many days does it take to get Centrelink approved? If you were to quit your job right now, go on Centrelink, so they can give you the money, which you should... can then use to buy the, the analog pocket. Would we we should say also, because most of our audience is not Australian, Centrelink is oh, yeah. our Sorry, social security a, network. our social security, yeah. yeah. So, I, I guess we don't understand that. The idea is that you don't want to pay for question. it. If you don't want to pay for it, then I think you should. He doesn't want to work. Right he doesn't want to have to be there to work for to it, wake yeah. up and like But you're going to work for it anyway, because you got to go to your job so you can earn the money to be able to pay for it. I'm ignoring Mike's question to just say another point now. Thank you for that question, Mike. No. Move on. Okay. I the di- I made an exception for the um, analog NT because Super NT, yeah. Super NT, sorry, because I was worried that they would never do release another batch. And I don't know if they will, man. Yeah. So and I'm like, okay, this is this might be the last chance. Mm. Whereas I I had confidence that there would be at some point more analog pockets, you know. So I'm like, well, may- maybe I was wrong to assume that, but obviously they are releasing some. So I'm mm. cool. I'm cool that if they're like, okay, it's not well, really 2023. Now fine. you're making me yeah. nervous that I've said like. <laughs> that yeah you could just jump in on the moon no, and the thing is point. right and if i miss out i, I, miss out, I, but I just it's kind of like part of me it's like man and it's the same concert tickets and stuff i just i don't want to do something to that level but it, it's mm. fine if anyone does you know it's just me personally but this is this is awesome that they're releasing more ones so yeah. my question for mike yo What's the first Game Boy game or Game Boy Advance game well, you're going to play on in your pocket? Just because I've got, like, the information, can I say it, Swinny? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah just quickly. Because, like, they have... I've read articles with him, Chris uh, Tabor, right, who's the CEO, and he has said that he, want, he, he doesn't look at it as a limited product. Like, he does want to make more. And in the tweet that they posted, it says, our goal is for everyone who wants a pocket to be able to secure an order. So, mm. like, I kind of take that as surely they couldn't sell out in an hour that would just like make people ballistic if they did that Mm. when they're saying we want everyone now maybe that's a 24 hour window maybe that's like a 48 hour window you know what i mean swinny because they've done that before as well they did that with the nt noir for memory they sort of said if you want one order it and then we'll make them to like however many Mm. are ordered and i think they closed it after 24 hours they didn't tell anyone they were going to do that but that's the way I'd look at it, Sweeney. But yeah, sorry, going back to the first Game Boy game, Mike? Uh, it's just it was a bit of an asshole question to Mike. I'm oh, wondering okay. what Game Boy or Game Boy Advance games he would play on his new analog pocket that he's apparently uh, going to get. Well, I will get it. I will get it. I don't know what else. Can play. you follow my tips and see if you get into the first group? Yeah, I'll follow your tips. I've Do you know what? I'll be pissed Oops. if that happens. I'll be Put super up. pissed if you go on your iPhone in December, mid-December. Hmm. I've waited for a fucking year for this thing. And then you get your shipped like maybe three weeks after mine. <laughs> that fucking pissed me off, man. Could happen. I put really an alarm on my phone, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Follow my tip. Follow my tip. Like Apple Tips. Pay is the goal. Is the goal. And just start. the last thing before we move on is that the duo. So this is the um, PC Engine Turbo Graphics clone console. Their site still says that it's due in twenty twenty one. 
but it hasn't come up for order yet. So I don't know if they've just forgotten about it or they're just like so worried about the pocket. They haven't mentioned anything. So I thought that was really bizarre. All right. That's the end of the news. And we will go into the minute. What? No, not the minute mic. Sorry. Mike failed. Mike failed last week, everyone. We actually posted a clip of you failing on our YouTube channel, Mike. Yeah, Mike probably know. doesn't know that. Yeah, jump on our channel. You can I see your sad that. face in black and white. Very disappointed still. <laughs> so you have failed. So now we are moving on to one min for the swing. <laughs> one min for the swing. <laughs> one min God. for the swing. I remembered that from like Love the name. five months ago. <laughs> Mike, I got to give it to Mike. He lasted a long time. He know. did. That's, that's, what, the rumors. that's what she said. He's the he talk, talking about the game awards. He's the sting of uh, the news recaps. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. So you have also reset the counter. So I, I, it doesn't feel right to get you to verify how many words because how can I trust that? But well, it's if not someone else puts in the work that I do. They could do it, but <laughs> I'm not hey, I do a lot of work. No, I believe I'm, I believe I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start at 200 words. Are you insane? I thought you were gonna start at 160. About... 180 is a lot. Well, I was it was less, but then more stuff happened that I wanted to include, so I yeah. couldn't help myself. So just to remind a man everyone, of honor. just to remind everyone, this is where we wrap up the news. These are things that we <clears throat> we do care about, but we don't really have anything to say, or we just don't want to be negative. Uh, but we do want to have, it, you know, the podcast is a record of gaming history. You could follow the podcast and know everything about gaming because of one min for the swim. So as we do. I'll let Swinney start whenever he starts. I'll put the timer on. And then whenever you're ready to go. Okay. Rebellion have announced Sniper Elite 5 coming 2022 for all consoles excluding Switch and PC. Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy are getting upgraded for the Legacy of Thieves collection. PUBG Battlegrounds is going free to play on all platforms in January. Ubisoft have announced Quartz, their new NFT-based cosmetic system. And they have since delisted the announcement video after massive backlash. Tencent have launched Level Infinite, their new AAA games label. Sony have acquired Seattle-based studio Valkyrie Entertainment. Fortnite has been upgraded to the Unreal Engine 5 with its move to Chapter 3. Xbox Game Pass for PC has been rebranded to PC Game Pass. Banjo-Kazooie is being added to the Nintendo Switch Online N64 library next month. Sony has revealed a prototype for an 8K VR headset. Garfield will be the next fighter added to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawls of free DLC. Stalker 2 will be around 180 gig install on Xbox Series consoles, and Masayuki Uramura, lead architect of the NES and SNES, has passed away at age 78. Oh, Woo! you did it. Five seconds to go. I thought you were going to struggle. Well no, done. No, no, that was that felt comfortable. That you were felt just like cruising. You... Yeah, you were just cruising through it. It was really easy to understand what you were saying. Way easier than when I... <laughs> it helps when you actually write the notes, I think, That's when you're true. reading them. You this like, is also Mike, your this... style of speaking, right? Mike is insane. The fact that I don't think he ever pre-read any of them. Up, like, go, oh, shit. <laughs> it was completely whatever's coming up, he doesn't know, you know, so... But I, I like it that way, because it's a surprise for me as well. i got to so. say, Mike, that's, that's surprisingly a little nerve-wracking doing that segment, you know? <laughs> A little bit, so. but you did really well. Huh? I don't know if I showed Very you, but impressed. I felt it. You were just like no, no, a Rolls. No, no. Your voice was really clear. Yeah, was you really were Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce on the highway, yeah, just, just cruising, yeah. just six I, I, don't know. 
I don't know how I feel about bumping it up much higher yet. No. We'll see oh, we you're going to have to dial that baby up. Actually, that is more funny. We should have to just force the person to keep going up and up and up until they fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like beat the bomb kind like of thing. five words at a time or something. Yeah. I actually well, looked back to some older minute mics that were like half this size, and I'm like, oh, man, we get that was so much easier for you back then. Mike. Can we can we just do one word each week? We just add one word. That seems reasonable, right? <laughs> okay, no, I think enough. five, five. Not five. Wow. Jesus, after like 10 yeah, well, One word. It's going to take him 20 fun. bloody weeks. It's nearly half a year Let's for do it. to get Let's to do it. One word. One word. Nah, two words. Because I could easily screw it up just by like <laughs> losing my place. <laughs> oh my God, we're just arguing over two words. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Very well right. done, Swinney. Very, very, very well, well done. done. I okay. would not be able to do that. I would struggle on some of these words and laugh. Oh, so. You'll get your turn, don't worry. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a part of that. So What? It goes back he to you. He hosts the show, man. Yeah, it's back to you, Mike, if he fails. Oh, God. We should have a score <laughs> because of it. All right, let's jump into our first special feature, Swinney. Yes, so this isn't going to be a long one because the game isn't a long one. It's a little game that I played this week that was surprise, uh, came out of nowhere. So we talk, mentioned it earlier in the show, Cave Story. So the game that came out in t- uh, 2004, almost qu- kind of like the original indie darling. You know, I, on Wikipedia, I was reading it. They said it really well. It's like the quintessential indie game. Developed by one person, blew up in popularity, kind of really... Um, influenced a lot of you know the next wave of indie titles to talk about things like your super meat boy and your fez you know they kind of all have their they you know pixeled who's the guy uh daisuke uh daisuke amaya um the one guy behind cave story kind of yeah like was a huge influence for a lot of these developers but anyway so we had a game come out this week um it's free it's on steam uh gog and epic game store it's um limited time apparently i reckon it'll probably run until maybe you know the end of the month i reckon and it's called cave stories secret santa and for anyone that loves cave story which is like a side scroller shooter with some light metroidvania elements um, this plays absolutely nothing like cave story so don't expect it to it's all this is is basically like a little mini christmas stealth game um and it's 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 just really really cool um it's only took me about an hour to beat so it's very short um it's very small download as well so you can just literally install it play it for an hour and be done with it you'll probably get you could probably even play through half of it before you're like okay cool i've seen what i want to see uh so i mentioned it's a stealth game it's obviously set in the world of of cave story but as an actual game itself it's very very much like a classic metal gear style stuff game where you've got you're avoiding guards with cones of vision um you do get some it does start adding some complexity like there's vents and you have to find a pry bar in the level to open the vents there's like little rubber ducks that you can step on to attract the guards away from where they're from their post um there's even like a little empty present box that you jump in like the cardboard box from earlier soul which is really cool (laughs) um and as I said, it's like, you know, you'd navigate from, I think it's about 20 something levels and you navigate between them on a like Super Mario World style map. Mm. And honestly, that's all there is to the game. There's not a lot of story to it. It's just a very basic setup. It's obviously stars some um, characters from the Cave Story universe. Um, this wasn't developed solely by Pixel, you know, Nick, uh, Nick Carlos, I believe it's pronounced the company that since essentially owns Cave Story. And I'm not going to get into big politics of that. 
the steam reviews are very mixed because a lot of people don't like they hate that publisher yeah apparently the way they um you know anyway i'm not going to get into it uh, as a game i think it's really really fun um it's it's gorgeous you know it's just a fun little thing. Can and I just, just ask, like, why does this yeah. exist? It's so, it's cool. And I'm definitely get downloading it, but I don't understand why. So, Spyware. So the lot to give. For the Illuminati. To, to, yeah, to basically explain, with Cave Story, so the original came out in 2004. Then there was, they ported the game to WiiWare and DSiWare in 2010. So six years later. Mm. Um, they There was an upgraded version called Cave Story Plus. Yeah. Um, they Which made is the one th- I played. Yeah, they made a 3D remake on 3DS. Oh, I played that one as well. Wow. Yeah. And the Switch got a port of the Cave Story Plus in 2017. There's never yep. been a full sequel or anything. Got that mm. one. And just out of nowhere in 2021 mm. Christmas. It's, but it's cool. Like, I, it's obviously just a little thing for them to, like, just, you know, remind people that the mm. company exists and the brand exists. I would love a Cave Story 2. I don't think the fans would probably like if it's not made mm. by Pixel, but he's gone on to make, you know, new games and stuff. So anyway, but Nicholas I like this. or whatever, however you say their thing, they, they make a lot of other games, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, oh, what was the game I was thinking of before? Um, I'm on there now. Binding so of they, Isaac. Yeah. That's like yeah, Binding of Isaac. Oh, Ellie they published that as well. Ellie Quest, which I quite like. Um, they've done lots, lots of, you know, smaller oh, yeah, games, the, but that's it. Yeah. Wow. Like these pixel games, you know, the mm. 2D art um, is kind of their thing. So, yeah. Anyway, nice little fun. I, fun I just thing. feel like maybe they must be working on Cave Story 2 or a spin off or something. Well, it just seems I mean, so strange to release this. But I mean, they use the cave stories a lot in just their general branding and stuff. Mm, so it's probably more, even though it's obviously Cave Story Secret Center, it's probably more like a Nicholas, Nick Callis, or however you say it. Um, yeah. Just like a gift to their fans as opposed to, okay, it's a gift specifically to cave story. <laughs> Maybe but, they're trying to, you know, mend, mend bridges and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, look, that's cool. If you're saying it's good, worthwhile playing. Worthwhile playing if you're a fan of Cave Story and if you're a fan of little stealth games. If you don't like stealth games, this game's not going to be your your bag at all. But again, oh, okay. it's only an hour long, so I'll try. No, I think I think Intergot, you said you're not a big fan of stealth games, so I don't think you'd like this. So did I say that I don't like stealth? Or at least stealth in games. Maybe when there's other options. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That, yeah. that might like be what you actually go in all yeah, guns blazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I'd, you, you I'd would, like you would be a horrible Assassin's Creed player. Yeah, no, no, I I'd <laughs> like it in you know things like uh, Metal Gear Solid, like that's yeah, fine. Okay. In Deus Ex, yeah, okay, okay. like that's cool. But yeah. it's when it's like ah, oh, you could just run in and shoot people. I'll just yeah. always do that. Like, there's this, no way I'm stealthy. Maybe give it a shot. It's a, such a short little thing. Anyway, I'm alright. I'm alright. It looks cool. Any other thoughts, Mike? Before we jump into no, our no, final just uh, a random thought is this reminded me of a game called Unmetal. I don't know if you guys have seen that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it's Unmetal. It's like a parody. I don't know if you could call it a parody of Metal Gear, but it's it's along those lines. Um, yeah, it yeah. Looks quite, so looks fun. Yeah, I remember it actually came out this year, but I thought it was older. Anyway. Unmetal. Yeah, I thought it was older too. Yeah, it's called Unmetal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. It's sort of a parody of the whole Metal Gear genre. All right, well, let's jump into what everyone's been waiting for. Mm. Our impressions of the Halo Infinite campaign that just got Ooh. launched this week. I mean, mm. it's been a long time coming, but the mm. chief is back, baby. So mm-hmm. I 
and well, there's this weird structure here, Swinny. Mm. I, I should probably write Mike it and I differently yeah, for you. <laughs> took for your the time sake. this week to check out Halo Infinite's campaign, and I know we're going to get triggered by content ID by showing this. Um, so weirdly enough, Halo released the multiplayer component on its 20th anniversary and the campaign just came out this week to make it a full package. Whoever could have predicted that happening. Yes, exactly. Or is it? Because the co-op isn't there and also Forge. So Mm. it's going to take about six months for the whole campaign. Basically 18 months from when it was meant to come out. The full package will be out. Um, Okay, so background is I've probably played a little bit more Halo than Mike. I enjoy Halo. Way more. through the Halo 3 campaign. Want to play co-op with Swinny, but he's a bitch. So we're never going to do that. I need look whoever's out there in the internet, <laughs> reach out to me. I need a new friend. I need new friends who actually play these bloody co-op games with me. If you're in blame Australia, my, let me know. Blame my obsession with RPG. Achievement. You're obsessed blame about that. RPG yeah. achievement bullshit, and Mike is ADHD. So what? I, I got no one to play with. <laughs> I'm doing a game show, and I got no one to play with. Um, but yeah, like I actually would rather play the co-op on this. But you know, Same. for the show, want to want to do the campaign. So, and Mike, you are not a big fan of Halo in general. No, Is I'm not. Fair? So, look, I played previous titles. Never finished any of them that I recall. But I think I probably played every title that's come out. I just was never really a fan of the Halo franchise. I thought the the universe was really interesting. And to be honest. I've tried to rationalize this. I've tried to figure out why I wasn't the biggest fan, and I I never could. I, I have an inkling it's to do with the fact that the game doesn't know if it needs to be serious or funny, and it mixes the two, and it just doesn't doesn't work with me that way. But, yeah, look, traditionally, I haven't been a fan. But can I give a spoiler out? Mm, not really. Really okay, enjoyed spoiler. this one. Oh, okay. It means a spoiler for the impressions, not for the yeah. game. Well, we're in the impressions now. You're allowed to say whatever you think, right? So all all of that aside, all of my prior history with Halo aside, you can almost say I'm coming fresh to the franchise in that sense. I, like I said, I dabbled in it a little bit, but I'm new to 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 the game franchise, so, so to speak. And I'm really digging this. Same quirks as the previous ones with the funny talking aliens that kind of... <laughs> almost takes me out of the universe, if that makes sense. I will say, yeah, that kind of stuff. I will say, you've been talking about that for, like, since the Halo 3 time. So when did the Halo 3 come out? That's how long I've been hearing you talk about. When did the Halo 3 come out? Yeah. But (laughs) when did Halo 3 come out, I don't know. Just think back then. That's how long I've been hearing Mike complain about. But I've been, that... co- I've been, to- I've been thinking about that since the original Halo, if you know <laughs> what I mean. So, so this is my, this, this is probably one of my few. Well, there's a couple of gripes that I'll talk about as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. But one of the things is I, I, I struggle to kind of get immersed into the world when it's all serious, very, very serious sort of talk about this and about that, and then I'm like listening to all this funny stuff, the from an alien. Yeah, the grunts, and, and, and they've got the towers oh, that you have me. to destroy. And they're kind of like, look, honest, I, I find it funny. I find it funny at no, the same don't. time. No, you don't. No, 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 but I find, I find the dialogue funny, but it takes me out of the experience to a large extent. Because I'm trying to get invested in the seriousness of the story, <laughs> and, and Master Chief is a really freaking serious player in this thing, and, and the other characters as well. But then they try to sort of inject all this humor, which 
often kind of i have to say kind of hits the mark but a lot of that the times mm-hmm. i'm like ah, it feels a bit flat see my my counter to that was when halo reach came out that's set before they had a way to decipher the alien language so you don't hear any of that stuff in reach oh. and my argument was oh if you like Re- if you don't like that then play reach because the yeah maybe that's i would have enjoyed there, that yeah or maybe yeah. There, there could have been a toggle in this where i could do that because then i'll probably take the game look uh, uh, anyway it's it's its own thing. It, it it creates its own sort of um I don't even know how to describe it. It's very Halo-ish, if that makes sense. And um one other a couple of really small gripes before I go into the positives, and I think overwhelmingly to me there's more positives um than there are negatives, but I might as well get them out of the way. Um I wasn't I didn't mind the way the game uh began. I just felt like I don't know if it was the best way for most people to get into the game. It was full on, no worries. It was full on corridors, uh, you know, Ooh, typical, yeah, very yeah. linear, the start of it, yeah. very corridor. Holy and shit. I'm like, wow, this could throw a few people off, especially people like me that may not be into the whole genre. It was really boring in that sense. <laughs> um, and one of the gripes that I have with, with these kind of games as well is I, I always think to myself, does this feel organic as an environment? Can, can, can I sort of, look at it as the level design that Mm. you could think okay this is a real location that you could imagine is real and i always struggle with some of the sci-fi environments because i look at them and i think who in their right mind would design something like this like it Mm. just doesn't it feels very gamey it feels very artificially designed as opposed to an organic kind of level design with with all the the things within it um but in saying all of that they're, they're probably my two main gripes um there's a bit of repetition and stuff like that going on and i I'm, i think i'm fairly fairly far into the i don't know how much how many hours did you put into it oh, but no, I put in quite a way few hours. less than you okay i put in quite a few hours into this thing it's so... only like 10 or 12 hours the game oh well in that case I, I must be getting close to the end i reckon in that oh, sense. Wow. but but the reality is i do actually i'm enjoying it to the extent that I'm actually doing a lot of the side stuff as well. Yeah, because so like I'm exploring, of, without spoiling stuff out. it, it sort of goes into, it's not like an open world, but it's like a hub open world based yeah. thing that well, you can go off and do world. optional stuff. Once you once you get into it, the only thing that stops you from, from going anywhere you want in the world is story progression. Mm. Um, so you can't just go to the other side of the map immediately, as far as I'm aware, because the story restricts you to be able to do that. I've tried but because there's gaps in the map that you can't go over, yeah. even with the grapple hook, you can't actually... You can tell it's intentional to gate you from being able to go too far ahead. But that's what I mean. Um, I, like, I feel like you can't really call that like an open world Probably not. Game. It's a, but it's still... It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not the typical, you know, level-based. You go from one oh, level yeah. to the and next level. that's a level. huge change for Halo. Like, it's a massive change, yeah. And I love the formula. Before. Extremely Yeah, linear exactly. Before. So it's way less linear now, I think. Um, at, at least within the bounds that you have. Mm. And it does open up more because eventually you kind of get the ability to just go to previous places if you want to explore them again yeah. and stuff like that. And the grapple hook opens it up a lot. Um, Can I talk about that? Because like, that grapple yeah. hook is so sick. Like It's freaking sweet. I so, love it. You know, just jumping in, because, you know, you've got more impressions of this game. Like this game, it's kind of like in the realm of, you know, Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3 for me. I never played Halo 4 and 5, and honestly, I just don't have enough time to play every game, and I've just, you know, I made a call. Like, people who love Halo are like, eh, they're okay. So I'm like, that's not a ringing endorsement for me. Because even, like, honestly, Halo 3, 
the quality of that game from a campaign point of view, I'll talk about multiplayer separately, but from a campaign point of view, I'm like, it's awesome to play as co-op for me personally, but as an individual campaign, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's okay, but I'd rather play something like Doom, like, or Doom Eternal. Like I'd love those games. Right. Um, and wow. this one, you know, <laughs> this is really awesome. Really enjoyed it. But I won't continue. Like, I'll go, I'll no. wait for someone to play co-op. If you want to play co-op or Swinney or all three of us. Oh, I'll play co-op for sure, man. All three of us when would comes be fun. Up. Um, Actually, yeah, if you can do three players, absolutely. Yeah. So I'll wait till that comes out and play it more. But the grapple hook thing is super awesome. Like, that yeah. creates a mad dynamic for this game. I really enjoyed that component of it. Really cool dynamic. Having said Maybe... all that, the multiplayer is freaking awesome for this game. Like, I could get super hooked. I actually like deleted it because I'm like, I'm going to like, Damn. this is like Rocket League for me. I'll just end up playing this game, nothing else, you know, I'll just play another game. Oh, I'll just play another game. Cause it's like, um, that portal game. What? Oh, shit. I've forgotten the name of what it was called. Do you remember Split that? Gate. Yeah. Split okay, gate. Yep. Yeah. 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 I've got a question. Have we heard how long this campaign is meant to be? Yeah. yeah, yeah Inter got set about 10 hours and yeah, I'm, I'm starting yeah. to feel I'm getting close to the end, but I do get mm. sidetracked with a lot of side stuff. Okay. It's a bit open, open world as well, Swinney, right? So you can yeah. skip a whole bunch of it. Well, that's what I was wondering because to me, like co-op when you're talking about missions, you move mission to mission to mission as a co-op game is very different to a game that has some elements of an open, mm. but I know it's not a full what? So that's what I was wondering, not, is it actually, yeah. actually going to be yeah. as fun, you know? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I just think co-op's always more fun in these kind of games personally for me. I know this it's not This game you, feels but... like it would benefit from co-op. In fact, there's a couple of places that I'm not going to spoil where, where I almost feel it's designed for co-op. Mm. Uh it was harder doing it single person because I'm like, wow, if the second person was here, it'd be so much bloody easier to do this particular part. So um, so just looking at how long to beat, uh, you know, so it's like 10 hours for the main story and then wow. main story and extras. So that's like, you know, you play through a bunch of other stuff. It's like about 15. But even looking at wow, like leisurely, just the main short. story, it's like 12, 13 hours. So that's pretty short. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, look I like to put that though. By the way, like no, no, when games perfect. are like really that, good, yeah. I'm like, that's thank fine. you. <laughs> like, I don't want to have you a 40 what? hour yeah. or Assassin's Creed kind of game. By the way, sorry, t- uh, t- completely sidetracked, but it is about how long to beat. Their estimate of Tales of Arise is absolute bullshit. I'm just oh, to can I just I say, haven't had a chance right. to talk about you that. You would never <laughs> allow us to do that type of interjection on a random topic. Uh, no, I'm red-carded you now, Tony. You're red-carded. No, I just wanted <laughs> to say... disappearing in the feed. Because that came up on the show once. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's only, they only say 40 hours. Oops, I picked the wrong person. Hey. <laughs> Maybe it's 40 hours if you're not actually watching the cutscenes. Anyway, just that's, putting that out there. Yeah, that's, to my yeah, yeah. that's my time. That's my time. I entered it in. To, yeah. So for once, Mike is on topic and actually talking about the I know. game. And Look, deep so insights. I, I don't know how far I am into the campaign, obviously, because I'm trying not to spoil anything for myself because I am intrigued what happens next. But if you were to take the upgrades as a, as a means to go, well, how far are you in mm. the upgrade tree? I've maxed out every single skill bar one, oh, wow. which You're I'm deep. like halfway through. So I'd imagine that's pretty deep in that sense. Because there's really only another maybe seven things I need to discover to fully max out all the stuff. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know if there's more points you can find than actual upgrades. I doubt it. I'd imagine it's going to be the same amount. Speaking of upgrades, one tiny gripe I have with the grappling hook 
is it's too bloody good to the extent yeah, that i do not use any of the other upgrades because yeah, i just yeah. don't see the point because it's so freaking sweet and because you can only use one ability at a time so you, you, you if you use the grapple hook you got to change with the d-pad to put the other abilities on so for example the the dash so you can dash forward out of out of enemy fire and stuff awesome but it's kind of cumbersome to have to swap to that and then swap back to the grapple hook and yeah. do that i almost feel like if it was two separate buttons or if you could map each back one buttons, onto the baby, back buttons yeah exactly or something like that <laughs> and you can independently control them that would be way way better than i would actually go use the other ones but as it stands honestly there's no point using the other ones it's just i always when i traverse the the the, the space always bloody grapple hook because it's by far the best and yeah. the most fun and when i'm in the middle of a combat i just love the grapple hook because it's kind of like playing a in mess effect using um using some of the biotic abilities where you <laughs> rush at a person you hold the melee button which is one of the upgrades and you smash into them and it causes an explosion around them and stuns all the enemies nearby and i'm just running into bases doing that non-stop it's look i love the game uh, that's all i can say it can get okay. a little repetitive um i find that the the world is really cool in terms of the way it looks and stuff there's some really nice vistas and 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 scenes to see it gets a little bit repetitive because mm. unlike previous games, um, which I didn't play enough to really judge, but I think Halo fans would know this, they had cities, they had sort of different spaces to explore, whereas this is kind of hills and about the same stuff most of the time. And the only difference is you go inside certain structures, but even they kind of get a bit repetitive. So the world is a little stale at some point, but it still looks beautiful and it's still cool. And I still enjoy going and exploring things other than it does suffer from the Assassin's Creed early Ubisoft games. where you're like, there's almost no point trying to find a place because it's just going to be some other upgrade or something. There's, there's, mm. there's little stories that you can kind of see that the developers were trying to, to put into there, but it's not enough to really give you that cool sense of exploration that I think some other games can do. And just on the biomes, so if you actually see the multiplayer maps, there's different biomes that don't appear in the single-player campaign. Interesting. Huh. Jason Dreyer has a pretty interesting article on this where there's a whole bunch of the content that they've scrapped from the game. So basically when... um, oh, Swinney, do you mind looking up the name of the dude? I can't remember. The guy came in from the original Halo team and took over the whole production. I'll have a look. Jason something, I think his name might be, or Stanton or... Mm, I didn't know that. That would explain anyway, some... So basically it was way more open world and like more biomes and stuff, but it was a bit of a mess, supposedly. I don't know. I never played the, you know, that okay. version of it. So it's totally been reworked and made more linear in, in a lot of ways and a lot of content. It is a bit linear, game. to be honest. Even um, though it's open, it's jo still linear missions and stuff. Joseph Staten. Oh, I was or close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Joseph, that's what it is. So, um, no, but like, it's funny. Like, I think you're way more into it than I am. Like, I think yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. Weird and ironic. Look, I'm, like, I'm it. Honestly, I just love you, the gameplay. It's so solid. If you want to play the Master Chief Collection, let me know. I'll play Halo from with start you. Start to finish. I'll cheat yeah. on Swinney, my gaming husband. <laughs> who's, you know, I want to divorce him because he's I deserve it. never putting out. <laughs> so it's just a bad year for oh, uh, It's a bad year for Cop Swinney this year. Yeah, just you're ask, terrible with just ask Mike. Mike and Joe oh, yeah, with man. the ascent. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, what, uh, the ascent. He he. Like we keep asking him to do. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play. I reckon you played for like how long did you play for that time? 
I played for 40 minutes, but I was cracking the shit the whole <laughs> 40 time. 40 minutes. So. 40 minutes. And the whole time he's like, I don't like this shit, yeah. brother. Hey, you've changed your tone. I actually apologize for that on the show. You're like, oh, that's okay, brother. Now you Honestly, give me shit about it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I give you shit about it, but <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Show, it's anyway, I, can I, I just, don't care. If you don't enjoy the game, you don't enjoy the game. Can I just that's mention, I, I would actually love to play this game. Unfortunately, there's just so many things that I'm trying to play yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And it just feels like completely... Like just gonna screw me up if I actually start another new game. Yeah. Um, like we've not only got like I've got my game resolutions I want to finish up, but we've also got things that for the show and and everything. Mm. And it's like you know the the Santa Claus thing. It was like a one hour thing. I knew it was gonna be short anyway, but mm. so I do want to play this. It sounds great. As when co-op comes out, yeah, co-op. Not that you'll play, and it's it would so play. benefit from co-op. It really would. I actually don't get why there's no co-op in it. Oh, they obviously ran out of time or something. They ran out but... of time. It's because, like I said, you can tell certain things are structured for co-op. Well, Halo is a very co-op century. Yeah. It always kind of has had that element to it. Let me know. I'll play Master anyway. Chief Collection. Anyone else out there? I want to okay. dump these guys and start a new podcast with people hey. who play games with me. <laughs> Go find new friends. <laughs> nah, that sounds too much. With too much blackjack work. and hookers. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a big thumbs up from you and a moderate thumbs up for me. But the multiplayer yep. is awesome. So overall... Huge thumbs up for Halo Infinite for me. I think you would love the multiplayer, by the way. I like, would. I think you That's would what I'm afraid of. It. I would. And I'm afraid of that. So it's I, I don't way touch better it. than the campaign. I and... would also love cocaine. I would also love heroin. But <laughs> You'd love I heroin? Just... Jesus. Probably. <laughs> but I pen. just decided not to have it. So. Wow. That was for a show title. That went <laughs> I would from zero to ten very quickly. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's uh, wrap up the show. So next week, Swinney, you may review a certain DLC. Yeah, so Kingdom Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. I put two typos in the run sheet for that uh, in a row. Yeah, um, yeah that's what I'm not Re-Reckoning. Re yeah, Re-Reckoning. <laughs> um, the Fate Sworn DLC is finally coming out on the nice. 14th. Now, <laughs> this... When they re when they originally released Re Reckoning, it was very buggy on the first mm. couple of days. It didn't literally they forgot to enable the achievements like the first day. Like <laughs> that's how bad it was. Wow. So I'm gonna wait a little bit. So depending on its how the state that it releases mm. will determine whether or not I review this game next week. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Because it's coming out Thursday, Friday? On the fourteenth, so whatever that oh, is. Oh, okay. So that's, that's like Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday. but in mm -hmm. Anyway, Depending. so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that will determine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. want to get this game on Switch, but I'm hearing uh, kind yeah, of really mixed stuff on Switch. Switch. Re uh, I don't know about the Switch version, honestly. Yeah, the Switch version's meant to be kind of buggy, and they just haven't really. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, if anyone would ask me, I wouldn't recommend the Switch version. Oh wait, myself. what am I saying? It was free on PlayStation Plus. I have a copy what? of it. Oh yeah, there. yeah, that's right. I got it on. Yeah, like PS two weeks ago or well. something. Yeah, that makes well, sense. On that. Make the base game free on PS Plus and then have the right DLC. Before the DLC. Business, Brilliant. baby. Business. It's already a massive game. But I'm, I was going to say, it sounds like I think it's already a massive game, so I, the <laughs> DLC can wait. All right. Well, that wraps up the show. Bye-bye. Catch you later.